0: introduces roller d4 oh
1: my god is this our intro <laughs>
2: just look one of us just needs to say hi we're HMG and it's the four of us back together again you're welcome yeah that's a
0: fucking Dan intro if i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> done there's the cold open
3: Hey guys welcome back to hmg uh army rules reviews um today we are going over uh the soviet union which i know dan's been uh fucking fanging for uh so I'm very excited to get this underway um just quickly we'll go over you know uh, our feelings on soviets within bolt action very very quickly so um you don't need to skip ahead too much uh to get to the actual meat of the episode but um yeah gorchen do you want to start us off on how you think uh soviets play at the moment
0: the soviets how they play at the moment they are absolutely the biggest 100 percent set of training wheels you can get on the allied side <laughs> of bolt action uh you heard it here first as somebody who plays u.s Uh, this this if you think us (laughs) is training wheels you need to you need to get yourself squared away jacob thoughts
1: um i've probably played against soviets more than any other army uh i did collect them when bolt action version one came out as well just for a little bit but uh they're incredibly versatile there are so many options throughout the soviet union uh and they have such large squad sizes and don't discredit that free inexperienced squad we'll get to when we get to the special rules they always put in work you'll see them always taking down tanks you'll see them just they're great objective holders but uh yeah they're just that free unit that nobody wants to target uh, and they always seem to be putting in work so uh they're a really impressive army uh and they seem to have most of the benefits of most nations. So uh, they, Gorchens described them as the the uh, Allied Germans before. Uh, they have a lot of options there. Uh, there's there's a lot of options to have a lot of small arms that are above just basic rifles. Uh, you can get Panzerfaust with them. They've got some unique units in there. They've got great artillery. Uh, there's nothing not to like about Soviets. Um, and the minis are pretty good as well. Not the original. Summer infantry, but the winter ones; those are really good sculpts. Yeah, um, and first, I think uh, it's the have, only have have it box it that you get forty. Arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it that is, makes it, sense. It is a score. Um,
3: yeah.
1: I yeah, and so many tanks. So many uh, tanks. It's not not just T 34s but like there's a good options going through Rubicon and all that kind of stuff. You don't just have to stick to Warlord. Um, yeah, I mean there, yeah, there is, is a lot of bad, bad tanks as well.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Funky <laughs> tanks. Yeah. <laughs> I I just really right.
3: like, there's so much, yeah, there's so much support for them both within the official rule set, but also like just model range wise. Um, yeah. The best thing about, well, best thing about collecting Soviets and probably the most annoying thing um, playing them, uh, playing against them is like, you don't know mm. unless you have faced it a couple of times before, like you, there's always a new trick in the back. if that makes sense. Like one second, yep. you're like, yep. oh, yeah, T 34s. Yep. So that's what all Russian players are going to take. Next thing you know, you got a yep. friggin' KV 2 just like roll up yep. on you, and you're like, I yeah. didn't plan for this. Uh.
0: <laughs> I think it, it, the, you don't know what, what exactly is going to come at you. It very much speaks to the versatility of the, the army that you can build. And I yep. think one of their national rules really. Uh, allows you to very much lean into what would be typically a small dice list that has some obvious weaknesses uh, in terms of body count, and then your national rules like, oh yeah, you just get another free squad. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's probably a good place to to segue into the national rules. Dan, you want to yeah. you want to kick us off with the first one? Great Patriotic War.
2: Yep. So um, Great Patriotic War. Um, I. The Soviets really spoiled the choice on nationals anyway. Um, But The Great Patriotic War, uh, whenever a a unit of infantry or artillery models fails a morale check and would be destroyed as a consequence, you take that test again and you apply the second result. Uh, The re-roll applies to all infantry and artillery units, including HQ units that face the situation. It only applies, however, to infantry and artillery, therefore not to tanks or other vehicles or if in the future any other type of unit is created, it wouldn't apply to those either. Yeah, um, I, I cannot understate how important that rule is. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's it has saved units and squads on objectives and game win potential objectives um, more times than I can count when playing Soviets. Um, and the, the pure fact that it's like, so whenever I would take a morale check, and would otherwise be destroyed. Um, there's no exceptions to that. So it's any form of morale check. So those flamer hits on me, I don't care. I'm going to reroll. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. And I can just, I can, I can be hit by a flamer and suddenly, you know, I can not die. And so it's like if you fluff your flamer attack and force me to take it and then I just don't disappear, it's
0: like, guess what's happening next turn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, I think it's, it seems like a little bit at face value. It doesn't seem that strong. you know you're you're taking a morale check you're already lost half your squad you've already got pins but a lot of time that will either happen from one particular high volume of fire shooting so you're at one maybe two pins from something before or you got whacked by a two inch template so you're sitting on two or three pins as we've talked about before when you get down to about morale seven uh, an eight that's when it sort of ticks over 45 55 depending on which side percent chance you'll pass the morale check depending on yeah. which side you you land on now if you then add in a reroll when you fail it that becomes now about a 75 percent chance you'll pass that morale check give or take it's not that's good not quite as as simple but that means three quarters of the time when you're going to take morale check you don't actually fail it mm. which is a really really good place to be and i wonder this is one of the the things that I think I'll I'll bump into a lot as we move through the army is, do you want to take stubborn in this force because you have that? Is it, Mm. is it kind of winning more as opposed to losing less? And that's, that's something I, I struggle with a lot in bolt action. I know a lot of players (laughs) will (laughs) lean on lists that do something and they take that to the nth degree and try to do that Mm. well and just accept the weaknesses. and, And a lot of, I think, whether consciously or not a lot of players in now meta tend to go I would rather uh, smooth over a weakness in the list than and then compound on a strength and and I don't know where I, where exactly I fall on that I've tried a little bit of both um I have won tournaments with both so I don't I don't really know where I sit on that but yeah stubborn mm-hmm. soviets I think I think there's a good case for it, but I think there's also a very good pay- case to not bother because yeah. you have the reroll.
3: I'm I'm interested in the, this rule um, in regards to small teams. Like if you've got a two-man team and you lose one, like a, a flamethrower, you've charged it forward, it manages to survive because it's veteran, small team, yada yada yada. One goes down, that's like any other force is sitting there going,
0: Ooh. and yeah, they're veterans, does. so it should
3: be alright. But if you're if you've got a veteran flamethrower. And you fail that role, that's a feel bad moment. Um, whereas <laughs> yeah. Soviets can be like, "Well, let's see if I fail the morale t- morale test twice. Let's go." Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. Um, I've it's- I've never played yeah. th- um, like that kind. of... I've never had that happen. That use case happen with uh, when I've played them a couple times. But uh, that's kind of what speaks out to me as something that could be like real kind of funky. See- yeah you yeah, think this,
1: no this 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 rule is really glanced over for the majority of players um like I, I as I mentioned that I'd regularly have an opponent who plays Soviets and he only picked this up in a tournament uh like six months in and realized that how strong this could potentially be um yeah this 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 mm. is awesome i think it speaks so, to
3: the um strength of the entire friggin book that you look at this and go
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, it's, that, that is that is very much I think where it lands, right? So,
2: because if you think about uh, fixed weapon assets um, that are either they're all either infantry artillery teams generally, right? So let's say that I get ranged in on and I lose half a squad, and typically you go that weapon's gone, like that, jumps, yeah. that thing's just going to pop. Whereas with Soviets, you are like I probably got to lose one more term, with
4: that. <laughs> and you are like.
0: How is that even an option? Like what? <laughs> yeah, I think it's also because you can pick up a lot of small teams uh, in in this book. I think this mm. this rule, if, if anything, it kind of makes you want to take more small teams, uh, just because yeah. you can. It, it, just in case you didn't have enough incentive anyway. So uh, <laughs> the next national rule is quality has a quality all of its own. Basically, what it boils down to is you get a free 12-man rifleman squad uh, that is inexperienced, and they get all of the upgrades uh, that an- can give anti-tank that Anti-tank grenades. Yeah. I yeah. think it, so, it usually boils down to an anti-tank grenades. Uh, what about yeah. banners? Yeah, So depending a Depending on the selector that you right. take, um, then
2: you can take a Soviet flag banner as well for free, which allows you to reroll your rally tests if you ever fail those in pen. It, it's it's a nice little bonus. Um, it's free. It's, it's more. It's almost more aesthetic in version two than than um, than it yeah. was. But but the thing is, like as we said in the opening, that that squad um of it's it's twelve free models. So even if you're using them just as casualties and soaking up damage, it's twelve models. <laughs> like yeah, and if and because they're green, they don't stay inexperienced necessarily the whole game either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like. A number of times where your opponent goes, "I'm just going to shoot one guy off that and just try and trigger their green activation," and then you level up and you go, "Thanks!" And they're just like, "What happened, Like yeah. <laughs> was-
3: I think that um, that green rule is a little cheeky within the uh, rifle squad. Yeah. I really, I'm, I'm a big fan. I didn't realize it was a 12 man.
0: Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. awesome, yep. man. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. It's, it's, it's good because you you can take a whole bunch of veterans or you can take a slightly more expensive vehicles and you're not really losing a squad uh, yeah. in terms of your infantry selector. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, you might get an LMG in there, anti-tanker. It's still a 12-man experienced rifle squad, so it's not super crash hot. Yeah. But a lot of the times you're trading something that isn't a key cornerstone in your list for an upgrade or yeah. something more powerful. So being able to basically buy a free backfield objective holder or a flank securer or sometimes even a body blocker which which mm-hmm. are, uh, is not something that's talked about too much in bolt action but uh, because of the one inch bubble both in vehicles and infantry and, and mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff you can actually just really limit your opponent's movement a fair bit but yeah let's we can save that for a tactics video yeah. A, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um th- this unit in particular really causes some strife for me it's the same thing as when I'm facing recce units. Do I target it or not? Yeah, and it mm. just makes that decision process on the board. It, it kind of forces my hand, and I, I really get fuddled up on this one. Um, I've fallen for it for a lot of times, just ignoring it, uh, and then then it ends up putting in some work yeah. or the other, and then then you're you're, you're wasting shots in on, on a free unit. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a really cool cool option.
0: I mm. think. I think. Um, wasting shots in a free unit is might might not be the best way of thinking about it uh the yeah. other way of thinking about it is you are targeting your opponent's national rule and you don't mm. very often get the opportunity to do that <laughs> i like that it way goes, of it feels a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because imagine imagine walking into like obviously you can't do this but imagine walking into a game being like okay, if I, let's say it's turn two, you're halfway through the turn and be like, okay, if I successfully complete the shooting, you can't use fire maneuver for the rest of the game against mm. you as opponent. Like, imagine if that was on the table, you would be like, oh, okay, I'm definitely taking that shot. And yeah, so it's like, how, yeah, how, it, much, yeah. how much do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's how, like, obviously it's, it's, it's not a uh, 100% like parody comparison. Mm-hmm. And so I'm obviously not saying that these two things are equivalent, but it's yep. just, just one way of thinking about it. Going, oh, I'm shooting a free unit might not be the best way of looking at it. Going, oh, I am denying you one of your national rules with one of my mm. units, and I don't have to do that for the other three, four, five turns in the game. I'm going to take that opportunity.
3: Mm. So after that little uh, cope, um, do you want to move on? <laughs> to- <laughs> do you want to move on to the next uh, special rule here, national army rule?
0: uh yeah. not one step back basically you get access to commissars and commissars have a special ability where if a friendly unit fails an order test not a morale check um yeah. within six inches of the commissar remove a model and yeah. reroll the order test now i i had to double check the faq i didn't get a chance to do this before that but i don't think this counts as a casualty because it's remove a model so you don't Dan's shaking his head, so that means I was right. Uh <laughs> it means you don't trigger green and anything that triggers off receiving a casualty or a pin mark or anything like this. Because it's not yep. remove medic, a casualty. Medic can't it's, save him. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah, trigger yeah. green. Um, you know, it can't it can't be used to,
2: you know, somehow trigger an ambush to run away or go down factors. Mm, like, yeah. So, first of all, he's a sniper with an auto-hit, and so he will just murder somebody. Yeah. Um, And so it's kind of just like damage, body armor. Don't care. Well, um, yeah, because
0: because there's no there's no hit roll, there's no wound roll. He just no. It no, doesn't even say a model is hit or a model is wounded or it's casually it just no. says remove one model. Remove Yeah, yeah. remove Interestingly, uh, this means if your small team is down to one man and you try to uh, activate <laughs> an moral morale check, uh, your comes are captured because it's not optional. It explicitly says uh, it's not
3: optional. This rule does not apply to uh, one or two models, units. Ah, there you go. It might be <laughs> <so reasonable. laughs> Sorry, he doesn't actually <laughs> cap your medic who drives away.
4: It, it
2: does, for example, if you have, um, for some reason, taken an HQ with two um, two officers to, to assistants with the officer uh. the officers following him he does kill one of the assistants and just goes, no, nah, you weren't doing what you were told. And it's like, the officer was right there. I'm fairly sure he had it under control. Yes, <laughs> uh. This, this is typically because, of course, the benefit for killing off your um, one of your valiant soldiers, whether they were free or not,
0: um, is you then get to re-roll the order check. Another re-roll? It, it looks like the Soviets don't like failing morale checks. <laughs> or or when, they, when they roll on well, their leadership just, or their morale value, they get a re-roll. It's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, and I don't think Commissars are very expensive. Uh, uh, normally, you would take them as inexperienced, yeah, um, and that's about fifteen points.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Guess. Like so. this one doesn't seem to come up that much in um, uh, competitive play, uh, just from what I've seen, anyway. And I think that's, yeah, yeah, I'd discuss. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I mean,
1: mean go fifteen ahead, point order dice.
0: <laughs> that's that's the thing. Mm. Um, I. I don't disagree with you, Tyler. I wonder if it's got less to do with the uh, uh, efficiency or the effectiveness of a Commissar, and it's got more to do with the fact that most of our local tournaments cap at sort of 12 or 14 water dice. Mm. Mm. Um, Because that, that, as we've talked about before, that very much sort of skews it to a regular slash veteran meta. Um, 12 or 14 dice whereas something that the soviets can do very well is that you can go to 16 and 18 dice and still have about 700 or 800 points worth of veteran bodies without Mm. too much difficulty yeah
3: i'm gonna Um, i'm gonna chuck a link on dan's face right now for the 20 (laughs) uh soviet dice list that he took uh to uh what what, southern thrust was it southern Southern thrust
2: Thrust, and we only had like Eight hundred something points to deal with. <laughs> I went, I went basically full on inexperienced and took twenty dice in that list. I
0: love it. Um, which was, yeah, that was they, the dice caps weren't a thing on that event, um, <laughs> and, and I, it was it was the right choice. I think it yeah. bre- bre- breathed a lot of fresh air uh, into the into the scene. S- uh, and, scared a yeah, few yeah, people. High dice um, caps a good thing. It yeah. challenges the player to play fast, which you, which you went through and, and you did. Yeah, but, yeah. fairly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It was tired. laughs>
2: I think the other reason that we probably don't see Commissars as much on the competitive side of what we do is because it's also it's a limited localized ability, so it's it's only a six-inch range mm. to mm. target units. So typically, the Commissar has to babysit a unit. You will often find him babysitting the free rifle squad because it's just they, they work really well together. Mm. You've got the free rifle squad you didn't pay any points for, so it doesn't feel as bad when he automatically kills somebody <laughs> and you've got the double rerolls built in to do what they were told.
3: Yeah, don't um, put him next to your veteran body armored boys. Well, I no. I actually well,
0: disagree I actually disagree. I think ah. I think sticking him next to the inexperienced rifle squad is is a crutch. Waste. I think it's a viable tactic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best place to use the Commissar. I, I would agree.
3: And where would you, where would you put him?
0: Uh, wherever you you're attacking so. with your infantry. Yeah. Wherever yeah. you need things to happen, that's where your commissar yeah. needs to be. Mm. And it's actually not just where
2: your commissar goes, it's actually where your lieutenant should be as well. That yeah. way you're, you're, you're stacking all of your rerolls, all of your buffs, all of your kill-off reroll in space that's all happening in the same sort of six inch, twelve inch bubble on the board. Yeah, yeah. You will you will steamroll that side of the board. Like you're you're gonna have to get wiped out by a multi launcher or something stupid, um, to get that to actually stop because it it'll just be relentless.
0: Yeah, you're no longer playing bolt action, you're now playing aura action. Like that <laughs> that seems to <laughs> yeah. be the Soviet army. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you just you just snap everything too, right? Yep. You snap it all too. And
2: you're going, I'm going to take all my actions before or even after you've shot at me, I don't care. Yeah. Um, because I'm going
0: to get free rerolls, plus twos, and, and all sorts of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going forward. And th- this is this is where a big part of my training wheel mentality comes in. Um, it, it's it's more profusive throughout the whole whole army. But I think here, we've talked about it in, in Armies of Great Britain, just the ability to ignore the pinning mechanic is, is very powerful bolt action because, as we say, pinning is winning. Uh, and and then not only can you do that, but you can also basically ignore all of the negatives of Snap 2 and, and having fewer dice in the bag because you got cheap dice that you can buy in your list. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: They uh, synergize look, well.
0: Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> they a, synergize well. It's a powerful codex. that oh, not sorry. It's a powerful uh, army book. That's that, the right that, word. <laughs> that... that with with a little bit of careful planning, perhaps maybe a little bit more than than some other lists because the, the synergies are a little bit more implied mm. than they are in some other some other places. Uh, I think it's you can do a lot with very little, and that's the scary part about Soviets, is because yeah. you can do a lot with very little, but you also get a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to move on to mast? Battle? Yeah, we Speaking should
2: probably cover the lot. last. Yeah, <laughs> we should cover the last rule. <laughs> So, so um,
3: does someone want to explain this one to me? Because I don't understand yeah. it.
2: So mass batteries, um, Soviets had, well, towards mid and the end of the war, they had a lot of artillery to use and they stuck with the, um, the, the whirlpool and tactic of, we're just going to bomb the living heck out of wherever you are and then we'll send in troops. Um, so their artillery barrages were very large and sustained. Um, and so to reflect that in bolt action, you get mass batteries. Uh, so when an artillery barrage comes in from a forward artillery observer, so it's actually so it's not prep bombardment, it's the actual artillery bombardment that comes in, when rolling to determine the fire for effect distance, uh, which is your 6 plus d6 for the radius that you're going to impact on the board, you instead roll 2d6 and take the highest. Uh, now, typically what that means is you are pushing those, those probabilities of getting a much larger radius um, further up the board. Um, it, like, it doesn't, you don't add them together. So it doesn't become like a massive 18 <laughs> inch, just, I'm just going to cover three inches and three quarters of the board. Oh my God. Everyone, everyone gets bent. <laughs> it's like, it's not that you do only to take the highest, um, mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't do anything else. So it doesn't modify the damage charts. It doesn't modify um,
0: anything of how it comes in or the number of pins. And doesn't or work it for does prep bombardment do. as well, which for some for yep. some reason some people thought it worked for prep bombardment. Yeah, does not involve yep. prep bombardment. Doesn't um, prep
3: bombardment hit? And I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, sorry, I'll leave that alone. Because well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: all we need to know for this episode is that it does not touch prep bombardment. because prep bombardment is not an artillery barrage, which. Yeah, well, that's a different conversation. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, typically when I use it, I, I would normally put an artillery observer in my force anyway. But when I play Soviets, because that suits my playstyle, being able to constrain and restrict where people can and can't go, and, and limit their ability to mobilise in a space. And I normally quite happily pitch the, the thought that I'm going to have a 20 inch bubble that drops down. So it's you know it'll be nine plus. Sorry, it'll be D6 plus a 3 at the minimum. So it's 9 inches one way, 9 inches the other. On every other day, it's going to be 10 inches instead of 9. Yeah. If I'm taking the, that sort of average score out. Um, but when you've got two dice and, you're, mm-hmm. and you are only can take the highest out of them regardless, um, it really makes a significant impact. You will generally end up with more than 10 inches um, in, in most cases. Uh, and and that that is huge because you just you can just look at the board and units that would think that they're safe are not yeah. and you just you can just lock them down and it's it is entirely about just the pin suppression that you put down. It's not about the damage. Mm. That's a nice bonus yeah. you get
3: it. Yeah. Well, um, cool. Should we dive into uh, the unit choices they have available?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's do yeah. it. So we'll probably just uh, hit some of the high points um, and some of the unique differences. I know in a lot of the army reviews we've literally done unit by unit, but we've done a few <laughs> of them now, and and it's uh, turns out like, they're very similar. Yeah, bolt <laughs> <full laughs> is a bit, a bit like that. A rifleman's a rifleman. We've talked about it before, so we're just going to hit on on some of the the key differences. The key I think points. looking at the HQ section, the only different one that I spotted is the commissar, which we've already talked about. Yeah, um, I think yeah, yeah. HQ gives. Everything else that you'd expect to see, um, you know, veteran medics and, and regular medics as well, and things like that. The infantry squads, uh, or the infantry squads and teams, is probably where it gets a bit interesting. Um, had a quick, brief look through it. A l- you get a lot of twelve-man squads in a lot of different places, yeah. mm-hmm. which is which is pretty nice. Uh, the first, I think, one that's slightly different, um, and one of the other things to notice is that a lot of a lot of the squads. Are infantry are sorry inexperienced or regular rather than regular or veteran. It's um, yeah. not to say you can't get veterans, but it seems you can. You have access to a lot more. What we would consider a normal rifleman squad is able to be taken as inexperienced, which is not not as not as often as it comes up in in a lot of the other nations. Um, but I'd, what light like machine gun squad is is probably I think the first one that's slightly different. It just allows you to have two LMGs, which is a pretty pretty common staple. It, it actually it's a little bit more complicated than that. So
2: if you're playing, uh, I guess true to the book space, you're only allowed to take the second LMGs in the Soviet forces after 1943, I think it is. Right. Um, and so so typically, even if your unit selection allows two LMG choices, you still have to check all your time periods and theater selectors because they are auto limited to one. Because on paper, every every division or whatever had a certain amount, but in mm. reality, they didn't. They were, <laughs> they were either non-functional yeah. or non-existent. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's even, the, the double LNG is a nice bonus when you're able to take advantage of it, but a lot of them are actually quite limited. Yeah, um, uh, the
3: thing I see here is, um, so you've got like rifle squad, light machine gun squad, and like submachine gun squad. Um, yeah. And (laughs) the thing that came up in my head was like Gorchin being like, you've got a toolbox and a wrench can work as a hammer, like. And I think with um like the US and things like that, you've got one squad and it can do a couple things like kind of well. Whereas here, a hammer is a hammer and a wrench is a wrench. Like these guys are like, this is what you do. This is what you do. Do it well, um, kind of thing. Uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah it's spot on the the army book does that very well i think touching yeah. on the submachine gun squad is it's a squad of 12 that you can take with four smgs exceedingly rare also you can do it as regulars which yeah. is very uncommon and you can even do it as inexperienced which is hilarious <laughs> and amazing i think that's that, that, that but like why wouldn't you it's 24 yeah. shots and a lot of yeah. the times you're going to be either a point blank or you don't care about moving anyway. So starting at fours is great. Like it's yeah. a good, good thing to do. Uh, Worried about them not doing score. what you want? Send a commissar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Especially like um, at the moment I've been playing around and I, I maybe it's not a new thought, but it is to me like of um, inexperienced MMGs, especially with like Germans mm. and stuff like that great, because you can just throw out enough um, shots that you're going to pin something. Um, something and, stick, yeah. Yeah, and I think this is yeah. like next level of that. Like, you're going to sh- throw enough <laughs> shots that something's going to hit, and probably something's going to wound. Like, something's going to die if these guys yeah. get, uh, hose uh, down, even at inexperienced. Um, yeah.
1: And Look, there, There's no 12-man squad that can have SMGs. There's no 24-shot squad out there, (laughs) I don't think so.
0: No, no, yeah, yeah. I think Uh, maybe... Germans can do
1: 10 with ARs or SMGs. And maybe chuck in an LMG or two and you could match the volume of fire. You can get to
0: 20. You can get to 20 with Germans. (laughs) There are a couple of squads that'll take full SMGs and uh, full ARs. But yeah, 24, I think, maybe... Be one of the marine squads maybe hmm. one of the raiders or something like this you can get pretty close uh, cause I probably think, not going to cross though <laughs> no 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 no, because you can't take them inexperienced uh, I think at and- least on, I know on paper the marine squads are 13 men I don't know if they are in, in the rule book I don't have it in front of me um, so but-
3: I think there's one case and it's nowhere near as good as this um, uh, you can take a squad of 20 um, partisans Oh, yeah. Yes. And you can give them... I think you can give at least a couple of the SMGs. Um, okay. Think, yeah. yeah, so they can fire more shots, but they're partisans. They don't get as many cool <laughs> rules and shit like that. Um, yeah,
0: that, that's true. I think I would... Not that... Oh, says the guy who's about to start a partisan army. I would rather take okay. a 9-point Soviet uh, inexperienced SMG gunner than I would a 9-point <coughs> partisan SMG gunner. I think they Because points. of the national rules. Yeah.
3: Uh yeah sure yeah yeah whatever yeah <laughs> Uh just just stopping the inevitable um actually um, <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I keep nah.
0: I keep forgetting that SMGs are three points unless you already have tough fighter yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 uh a, a, another interesting unique thing to the Soviets is the tank rider squad mm, uh yeah, which yeah. can't be taken in experience but that's okay taken uh regular, regular. old veteran. Uh, you can take body armor, which is one of the mm-hmm. other unique things mm-hmm. in the Soviet uh, yeah. army book. It's basically minus one to wound. I think it's technically minus one to wound with some with like small arms, HE, and
2: I think. I think that's it close combat as well ah, close combat as well yeah yeah
0: so it, it will
2: it will force um it's expensive like it's five points a model to give them the body armor and you have to equip yeah. the entire squad if you yeah. give yeah. it to them yeah. um so that does become quite pricey the difference is for example if you put it on on regular troops there's a bit of a sweet number because if you end up putting too many regular troops and then paying the points you're almost paying veteran points so you get a smaller yeah. number of veterans with body armor instead um but if you're going to yeah if you're going to pay for it on your veterans, um, there is a downside. Uh, so whilst they become you need natural sixes to kill those um, SOVs and they're very hard to kill. Yeah. Um, the reality is you're also restricted to um, essentially half your like your run move is restricted to, to six inches by default, right? Okay, um, and so so you lose mobility, which is why they ride a tank. <laughs>
0: yeah okay so i think there's, there's a hidden there's like a hidden cost of body armor where you're not just paying the five points per model but now you're also paying for a taxi whether that yeah, that if is a, you, yeah, yeah. whether it's a truck or a or a, whether it's
2: a truck or a half track or a tank um yeah you would normally want them protected with something and then there's a whole interaction of that they when they're targeted they jump off and so you can be targeted by a mortar and that forces you to dismount Um, and things like that, even if you actually can be targeted by something that wouldn't necessarily hurt the tank, but the the tank riders are like, we're not having any of that, and they just
0: get off. Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. Uh, Deal
3: housing, I think it's called. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like the idea of um, getting like a rather cheap tank with maybe some uh, machine guns on it and just yeeting it down the board, using it like a transport, but then you've suddenly got this tank in you with about, you know, if you're going full veteran kind of thing, these guys are not going to shift. It's probably easier to shoot the tank than shoot these guys. Um, and so I think it, it yep. creates a really interesting problem of, well, I've got this tank up against me, and I've also got this tanky unit up against me. And so it kind of creates that um, uh, choice. Mm. That it's a dual threat.
2: Yeah. Now, when they're actually mounted up on the tank, it's as if they're in a transport, so they can't be targeted yep. separately. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you, you could absolutely do it on tank. Um, I have a few... Thoughts around what would be absolutely disgusting to do on a tank, anyway. But, um, but yeah, there's,
0: there's quite a lot of options. It, mm. I, I like this for your for your 30 inch land grab that you like to do, Dan, where you have a, a transport filled with veterans and you run at 24 inches, hoping that they <laughs> pop it, so your veterans disembark one to six inches and go down. <laughs> the, the, this is basically that, except your veterans can't be hurt oh, in the yes. process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty, yeah, cause yeah, pretty it, much. Because even you can just and you, the into, yeah. Yeah. and you disembark them straight into yeah. you disembark
2: them straight into cover, mm, and you just yeah. go, "Good job."
0: Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the disembark happens when it's targeted, so there's no there's no interaction between sort of the vehicle oh, well, the, exploding the, the, and the tank riders and yeah. yeah. No, so if if the vehicle if they're in
2: a vehicle as a regular transport and not on a tank, they're subject to all regular. Horses. No, no, so yeah, yeah. What I'm
0: damage. saying, yeah, the damage is still a natural six though, which is. There's yeah, not very many. <laughs> no, what, what I was saying is, is you get to do the transport trick on yes, a tank yeah. without any of the negatives. Admittedly, mm, yeah, like if it's, and tanks move slower technically. Yeah, you lose you lose the six inches on it, but I think it's a fair trade. Uh, mm. Well, considering that they're essentially, um,
1: especially if it's a vehicle you're already going to take.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. and if you yeah. leave if you leave those last two orders until the end of the turn, and you just run your tank eighteen inches down a road, like down a road or um or just directly forward onto the board you just plow it into the middle then for the rest of the game those tank riders can actually get wherever they need to go yeah Um, and so it's it's the 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 opening entry cost of doing it is actually not as hard as what it sounds but there might be some better
3: options we're um can you re-embark on the tank
2: yeah cool it's just that they just they use the tank as a transport that's cool now of course that that means that the tank is also used as a transport so if you reembark on top of it um that that means that the tank is not doing anything for that turn
3: okay yeah fair enough
2: so that there is a cost associated with reembarking as well mm-hmm. which normally you wouldn't consider doing that normally you would just take the yeah you just drop them off and then
3: the tank runs around and goes brr, <laughs> things. yeah um so looking at uh what we've got after that guard squads um veteran squad they they seem like other squads in other um units is there anything you guys want to say on those in particular otherwise we'll... captured panzer is nice yeah. yeah you can get a captured panzer i like how they put it in brackets to make sure you know it's captured <laughs> um yeah you know what's
2: funny about that is when you actually do the theater selectors the guard squads with captured panzerbaus are actually um, eligible for selection before the german units are allowed to take panzerbaus
1: in the theater selectors
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> <my God. laughs> uh, no, that's,
4: that's
1: great um it, i just want to go back to tank riders yeah. for a sec because um it's fairly cheap because the 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 weapon selection everyone's got SMGs yeah and they're getting yeah. the tank rider rule um, and what sixty five points for five so what does that end up being mm. uh, so if you're if you're taking them as regular um, you're so 13 essentially thirteen points a model for regs yeah so you, the you're tank rider's free but private. they've got it yeah they've already got the SMG well yeah. you, no you, no wait,
2: mm. okay technically you've already got your SMG but you're actually paying for that SMG so that's you yeah counted get that. in there three. Essentially, a five point increase, and you're also essentially going to be paying for the tank rider rule.
0: Right? No, it's it's that. thirteen points a model, so the tank rider is yeah. free. There you oh, go. Sorry, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I can't do math Thirteen Should points you? a model. That's what Jacob's saying. The tank rider is free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And so and then, then why, for would 18, take, why, why would you, you take why would take the SMG
1: squad? No, the SMG squad.
2: Uh, it's a good well, question because the, the well, the SMG squad can run.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. the tank riders can run you don't have to give them yep. body on
2: only, only 6 though yeah well no it's true yeah. so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So the, okay the, the
1: SMG can take one more dude one more to be up to 11 <laughs> and inexperienced <laughs> and inexperienced so, yeah. so my Russian list so far consists of an SMG squad and a tank rider squad <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, tank,
2: tank, the other thing is um, tank rider squad is when again, when you're using theater selectors, are generally one of the restricted squad types. Yeah. So you can't you yeah. can't normally double down on them that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. In, in yeah. terms of between the two, if you were going to take them and not give them body armor, tank riders are more versatile. Mm. It's like one less man, mm. but more versatile. What they to do. No, that's yeah.
3: cool. So it's very cool. After the guards and veteran squads, which are just regular and veteran. Squads, yeah, they get some
2: tooling up. They get some, the veterans get uh the ability to take tough fighter um instead of purchasing submachine guns, they just, they just buy a tough fighter um, but yeah, they're, they're fairly stock standard.
3: Mm. You got the uh NKVD squads, which are uh,
0: regular fanatics, yeah, is is again regular not something fanatics. that everybody has access to, but it's nice, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really feels like um,
3: you this so far, like the the Soviets want to be in your face um, from all of this. Like, you've got tank riders with submachine guns. You've got submachine gun squads. You've got, uh, like, mm. tough fighter rifles if you want them and fanatic rifles if you want them. Like, it's kind of like they're designed to be there.
2: I, yeah, and I'd I just probably wind it back a little bit. So for the NKVD squad, for the veteran squad, for the guard squad, mm. all of those units can just pay to have submachine guns on every man. Yeah. Yeah and so and so, so like even 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 my like most basic regular squad which i typically run as a guard squad if i want that to be a submachine gun squad i just just buy the submachine guns anyway all right like i can just i can just say yes you get one and you get one and you get one and i can just do that for whatever I want. um the the N- some of the theater books offer other options for those nkgb squads which are quite good as well but we won't cover those in today's session um but, yeah, they've got some very fun interactions. Uh, Shriftbat squads. I've probably noted that name. Strafbat. Strafbat, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, there's... I think now we're getting into some of the spicy stuff for... <laughs> for and, and spicy, not in a good way. Uh, these guys can be unarmed uh, at, at four points each, yeah. which is nice. Um, you can also then upgrade the unarmed guys with rifles for three points to pay your total seven points per man. Um, <laughs> They can also be shirkers, which is hilarious. Uh and the unarmed guys can neither shoot nor attack in close quarters. Only guys who values casualties. So, so what up. you're
3: saying is you could have ten bodies for ten points.
2: Uh almost. Oh, yeah. And, and and the entire purpose of those things would be to absorb absorb casualties and tie up an opposing unit.
0: Mm. Yeah. So this is this is like where we're coming into cheap order dice territory. So, Mm. um, like, what, commissars, 15 points. A uh, a Shrap-Up pot is is 35 points. Um, I don't think you can get it cheaper. Oh, you can give them all uh, shirkers. shirkers. Uh, So what, you're down to, like, 20 points. So you're back up to 35 points for 2 order auto-dice. And then there's probably... I know there's a few other places where you can buy some cheap order dice I I think the... Uh, the count that I got to was like a hundred points for like six or seven order dice. Um, I've seen like ten for sub ten order dice for sub two hundred or something like this, um, <laughs> or very close to that. Uh, so it gets pretty absurd pretty quickly, uh, and then you don't really yeah. mind doing that because you can you can pick up insane veterans and you get a free inexperienced <laughs> rifle squad at twelve net. Yeah, the, the the catch
2: cry of course is that having all those order dice um, and having those units that are sort of cheap and a little bit spicy, they do require a bit of extra effort to make them work on the battlefield. That That is the only... Um, it's not as simple as just running them forward and they're not like Bonsai, um, well, spearmen, for example. They don't perform the same role <laughs> as what
0: they do. <laughs> and this this is what I'm saying. Like, you, you basically just buy them and ignore the fact that they exist in the table. Um, and then you use... Because normally, when you're buying veteran expensive stuff, you lose order dice. So you're just paying like, you know, uh, 150, 200 points. You get 10 order dice. You smooth that over. And you're like, right, now what do I actually want to use for my 800 points? Now now I'm going to build my seven dice veteran. Now I'm going to build my army. (laughs) (laughs) So your cavalry squad, next one, pretty standard cavalry squad as far as I can tell. Um, They can take an LMG. Yeah. Yeah, that, I yeah, think the, the, the Polish yeah. one can take a BAR, which is hilarious because you also <laughs> can't use it on horseback. But you could always, so
2: there's there's two different ways to run cavalry. So bit out of the entire Soviet list, this cavalry is not the cavalry you would use for yeah. um, an aggressive charge action or shooting action. This cavalry would be used for maneuverability and getting a unit into position um, faster and then dismounting and then fighting as regular um, troops on the
3: ground. Mm. Uh, I found an interesting thing here is that they don't come with horses. You yeah. have to, like, so you can have a cavalry
0: squad <laughs> with no horses, which is kind of funny. Cavalry um, is a is a battlefield is role. It's, not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not specifically mounted on horses. Why why buy them horses when I can spend slightly
2: less points and give them all tough fighter instead?
0: Mm. Uh, people's militia squad, another unarmed squad. Oh, this one's green. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you can't, you can't take them as shirkers. Uh, yeah. So that, that's really the difference in this one of that strafbat squad. Yeah. Uh, and this one, I think, can also have anti-tank rifle grenades, which I don't think the strafbat yes. can take. So no. people's militia squads, pretty good. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for something cheap, Siberian squads. This just looks like a slightly different version of a veteran squad.
2: Yeah, the, the, there is, the FAQ corrects the costing in the book to reduces it back to the normal expected costs you'd have for regular invention. Yeah. Um, so what it does do is obviously give you the ability to have a regular unit with tough fighter as well. And that's something that, again, not many others. So, so I can choose regulars to get fanatics. I can choose regulars to get tough fighter. Uh, I can choose cavalry and not take the horses. Um, like there's a few different things.
0: Now, interestingly, I haven't seen any stubborn. I might have missed it, but there seems to be very little stubborn no. in this book. No, it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, but but even, yeah. even so, like are, you think about the already
1: the, stubborn. <laughs> think about the no
0: stu- Yeah, I oh, I, actually, I don't know if ignoring pins or rerolls is 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 more is, which one's equivalent. But yeah, I get your point. I don't. I can't see any stubborn here. Uh, no, no. So anyway. I, I was thinking
2: of a different rule. They actually don't get stubborn.
0: So th- there's your answer. Uh,
2: don't they, don't, get, they don't get stubborn. Don't take don't stubborn because you their, can't take
0: it. It's not in the
2: rule book. They, yeah. Uh, well, they, they don't get
0: stubborn in their army's old book. Yeah. Uh, ski troopers. <laughs> These guys uh, are cool for theme. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. I don't think I've ever actually. So the the thing that they get is they get ignore movement penalties, snow and winter conditions. Not that I've ever that, literally played a game with does. snow and winter conditions. <laughs> That's like very specific uh, scenarios, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm and I'm when, absolutely and you, certain there's you, like people and our listeners are just like, you don't play bolt action wrong. You don't play <laughs> thematic scenarios. And it's like, look, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, was going to
2: say, it's, it's like, we, I mean, we're, we, we're, we're growing in that space. There's a few different things, but, um, I, I also these guys work from a thematic point of view with the Erasan transport vehicle, which we'll cover, which is basically a um, uh, it's almost it's it's a ice sled with a giant turbofan on the back that just pushes it along, and these guys hook up behind it as a transport, and they dragged <laughs> both skis. It's brilliant. It's, it's it's horrible as a vehicle in terms of its profile, and, but they're cheap and they just. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's here's the the surprise uh, airborne mm-hmm. squad doesn't have stubborn, which is, stubborn is the default bolt action rule given to paratroopers. Um, That's that's the thing that makes them paratroopers apparently in bolt actions, but not here it seems. (laughs) Well, I mean, Russian paratroopers,
2: um, and in the background they talk about um, there was only like I think one or two attempted drops and then they went, mm. this actually isn't working yeah. for us. You are now a field division. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they just went, so you can just be on the ground like everybody else. Yeah,
3: well, I think the thing about airborne is that it, it's a very offensive unit. And I think for most of you know, the war, the, the Russians were fighting a very defensive war. So, dropping- I think only for,
0: for about a year or two. Sort of oh, forty one, forty two is when to turn around. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you'll
2: find that the other thing an air an air attack really requires is good logistical planning and yeah, um, that too. good strategic management. <laughs> and I don't think those things were as strong in the Soviet force. Um, yeah, yeah, certainly not consistent in the Soviet force. Depending on where you fought, it was a massive run. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they can only be veteran. Um, they can pay for tough fighter. Uh, once again they can all have smgs but that's it's a fairly stock standard squad and they trade the tough fighter for stubborn instead
0: neat uh next mm-hmm. one is naval squad i can't see any special rules here it's just a different assortment of weapons um i'm trying uh, to oh they, they it, come yeah, with fighters. tough fighters
2: they come with yeah, tough okay. fighter, so it's an automatic tough fighter boost so they're quite nice um but it's outside yeah, of that slightly more expensive, slightly yeah. More expensive. yeah again uh, they can all, all have smgs and they only pay the two points because they come with a fighter base mm. so yeah
0: partisan squad interesting but you actually get one in in the core rulebook uh they can be shirkers tank hunters with, with anti-tank grenades uh i oh, hear you're you're sort of soft cap to what we would consider a normal um rifle squad loadout, one SMG, one LMG, anti-tank grenades if you want. But you can't take them regular, which makes sense, I guess, for for, for an inexperienced partisan perspective. But yeah, nothing. You you can make them shirkers, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems to be a recurring theme. Now, this is a surprising unit that doesn't get played much. Uh, Yeah, the scout squad. Uh, Mm. The squad's actually... um, In my mind, the scout squads are
2: actually super competitive. Um, Yeah. They max max out at seven men. So it's actually one of, if not the smallest force in terms of infantry squads that the Soviets can purchase. But what you get is actually quite good. Um, Mm. So again, all can have SMGs, great, tick that box. And then in terms of options, because I never consider anti-tank grenades for them. (laughs) So in terms of options, Mm. it's pretty much add men and add SMGs to them. Um, Yeah. But they get forward deployment, mm. they will, they, and they also get behind enemy lines. So if they choose to outflank, um, they ignore that minus one coming onto the battlefield. And because they're already veteran, um, that pretty much means you can bring a seven-man squad on from the flank um, and have SMGs ready to go, or rifles if you want mm. to range. It.
3: What I find um, interesting here is the pitcher has body armor. But you uh, it's because assault, assault engineers. Oh sport. right, okay. It's the formatting of the book. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I was yeah. like, that's yeah. weird.
0: Yeah. The I really like this unit. Mm. I would, forward yeah.
2: deploying seven guys even with rifles is uh, is a problem. Like that, I mean, that's actually
1: something mm-hmm. that is a challenge. When I played I mean, with it's my it's Australians,
0: even just a platoon scout team of three veterans of the SMGs is a pain in the bum. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I yeah. cut you yeah. off there, Jacob.
1: No, you're right. I mean. uh, to get this kind of role in Germany, you have to be playing with the theater lists, yeah, and you have to be paying a, a, a basic, probably about the same points. Um, but yeah, no, that, that is really cool. But we're gonna get to more stuff that they can forward deploy later as well, mm-hmm. which is really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, now comes uh, the the fun thing: salt engineers, uh, which is an engineer squad as we know it. that can go up to eleven men, which is yes. absurd. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine <laughs> All of them can have SMGs One flamethrower Whole squad can have body armour uh, And anti-tank grenades and LMGs And all the other normal stuff But why would you, I think, mm. in an engineer squad? Absolutely uh, they, this In the SMG they're,
2: they're also given the ability To have two captured Panzerfaust in the um, Arata So yeah, they, uh, also, they also
0: get it why, why not? Just give them an extra two yeah. of those as well I, I can't really say I'm surprised um, This is insane <laughs> Yeah, this is, is where they, your points where you... go from all the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the other
3: yeah. Uh, dice.
0: Yeah.
2: Typically I um like the th- this squad is the one that are like if I really want to get out and just punch somebody in the face, I'd use an assault engineer squad mm. and, and I'd put them as close to anything as I possibly could and split fire off the pants about to cause additional damage. Yeah. And yeah, I'd just I just wreck havoc on
4: whatever
3: yeah. I get. Um, just a quick question. Looking at it, do any other um, armies get body armor? No, I don't think no, exactly. not not certainly not out no. of the standard. Not in armies. Books. Off, mm. You definitely. get
2: things like gun shields on certain mm. weapons yeah. teams or artillery, which is a similar effect. But body armor is um, a very unique Soviet thing that they put in. It might be in some of the theater books, maybe. But I don't recall any instances yeah. off the top of
0: my head. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if there's a German unit that gets body armor, but I can't recall one, and I don't remember seeing one. Um, just I know they experimented with it a little bit. I know the US kind of didn't, uh, not not at, at least not in this context with steel plates and stuff. One of the yeah yeah super weird. Yeah. Uh, I think I think. One of the things we didn't mention about body armor was was that it doesn't stack with extra protection that you get in buildings. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, so you can't you can't go to a seven to wound uh, just in case <laughs> oh anybody God. had this idea of sticking some assault engineers in a building. Uh, no. Uh, it's, it's still or simple. assaulting into a building and yeah. being like, "Well, this is
2: what we do, and we're also invincible." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, if you're looking for a full squad with SMGs, a flammer, and body armor, you're Around two fifty points. Yeah, it's
2: almost, and then you got to add a transport because they'll be slow. Yeah. So typically yeah. they'll be in a truck, and so mm. that's it's a it's a three hundred point combo in two dice.
0: Yeah. Well, good thing you can pick up like five, six, seven, eight dice at under two hundred points somewhere else. <laughs> and
2: and that trucks carry twelve, and so they can just all
1: jump in. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Uh,
0: next Actually, one is the motorcycle squad. Mm. Nothing. Nothing really surprising here from a motorcycle squad perspective. No,
2: it's can actually um, fairly stock standard. The exception being, everyone can have a submachine gun. Mm. Yep.
3: Can they fire Ooh. from their motorbikes?
4: No.
2: No, they can't fire from their motorbike. Um, yeah. But but it's th- it's the quick move or escape reaction and then dismount and I'm just going to come back to you with SMGs. Yeah. Because
0: uh, I don't think motorcycles can advance and fire just in general.
1: Only, only Africa Core ones can. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So there's the oh, German
3: man. bikes with LMGs mounted on them, but that's about it. That's a, that's
1: a 20- yeah, that's for an armored car slot. Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: that is. I don't know if it's actually better to buy transport or to go for a motorcycle. I think a motorcycle with an infinite number of pivots and a run is probably a little bit better. Mm. There's other
2: benefits, like so. I've, I've, I've been talking to you guys sort of off the side of. of what my next bolt action army would be if I'm gonna build one for some sort of competitive drive. Um, and I was looking at the motorcycle squads for the Soviets because when like each model that you get in terms of the motorcycles, um, essentially you don't get 10 motorcycle models. You get as you get as many or as little motorcycle models as you want. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's like, so I could have two Per bike and then three with bike and sidecar, so I could get oh, yeah. essentially three bikes and sidecars. That's a very small unit profile to be able
0: to then hide and not be visible. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. Yeah, <'cause laughs> See where I'm going with that. <laughs> it's, it's an 11 man squad here, so mm. that's, that's. It's only four bikes. Of, <laughs> it's not a lot of bikes, man. Oh, that, and then that just vomits out. Into like this twelve yeah. man blob, eleven man blob. Uh, and I and this. I wouldn't and I wouldn't take just one of them, Gorgon. Uh, oh it's worse it's than a three quarter ton truck because of the, like the true one fifty six scale vehicles and like twenty eight millimeter models. It's like this tiny little beep just vomits yeah. out eight guys. That's that's some real clown car. So before we get in. Some Titus level of it's bigger <laughs> on the inside. Moving on to, <laughs> to teams, uh, medium machine gun team with a gun shield. With that's a gun a, shield, that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. st- yeah. Standard mm. cost there, nothing to rock mm. about. Um, you can get a you can get a HMG, which not many yeah. nations can. Uh, it is the Dishka, mm-hmm. it, very interestingly, with a pintle mount and a gun shield and a gun shield, yeah, which is mm. good. Like that is. Yep. That is good. A pintle and mount is spicy. That's, yeah, it's great. It's the
2: ability to go, I can now just suddenly take it as flak when I wasn't otherwise considering any flack. Because um, um, normally I don't get many HMGs on pintles unless yeah. I put them yeah. on my vehicles, right? Yeah. I and mean, mm-hmm. I don't often want to waste the points there because I'm paying for body armor and engineers. Um, so to be able to potentially throw an extra one down as inexperienced and yeah. pay like sort of 59 points for a three-shot,
0: Heavy machine gun with gun shield and flak, so it's really irregular. Mm. Um, mm. Does, does the Pintle, I know Pintle gives you flak, it, does it also give you uh, 360 degree arc of fire? No. No. All right, that's not as spicy as I thought. Never mind. The, um, yeah, what I, I find I weird believe, is. I don't believe it gives me the, um, the 360. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. A, no. not a rotating platform. What, yeah. what
3: I find weird is the um, firer and three loaders. Like, you get – why do you have so many loaders for an HMG?
0: Uh, I think the the US HMG is a four-man team as well.
3: Are they? Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. Most –
2: in fact, I think outside of Germany, who's got the crossover of their MMG being their LMG, but also their their HMG sort of space, I think most HMGs are four-man crews.
3: Yeah. I mean, I Which think just a test. that just attests... that a little bit
2: more when you're shot by a sniper. Yeah,
3: I think that just attests to the fact that we don't see that many HMGs on the field. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunate.
2: I mean, for 50 points, four men, scoring unit, pintle mounted HMG with a gun shield, you, you might see them. Yeah. So you
0: get a victory point for running them. You're, you're <laughs> approaching sort of like inexperienced MMG uh, territory there. Uh, and, and, and for good reason I don't. Uh, I, I think it could work mm. I think it's really just the fact that they're three shots I think if the HMG was five shots And everything else being equal Or even four oh, shots yeah. Like yeah. Four shots are yeah. one pen Yeah, yeah. Now, now you're talking But moving on uh, Now we get into We've talked about the sugar and the spice And so now we talk about everything nice for the Soviets uh, It says they're anti-tank slots So yes. a lot of these They can take three for one uh, the first one is an yeah. anti tank rifle team. Not much. Yeah. This is a pretty standard two man team with an anti tank rifle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can take three instead of one, which is yeah. very nice. Um, yeah. This this is again at, at twenty one points each. This is where you're picking up some more of your cheap dice. You're looking at sixty yeah. three points for three order dice. Fifteen points the commissar. You're at you're at four order dice for uh, what's that seventy six points. Um, yeah. Four order dice for seventy six points. Free squad, you're Wherever. at five dice for 76 points. Mm. It's yeah. it's pretty gross. Now the <coughs> real fun one is the Molotov launcher or this the is am- great. Yeah. uh I'm trying to I'm trying to like understand this thing's profile. So it's a it's a one inch HE. Um, it's one inch HE. Um, yeah. It's a team weapon. Or is it? Or is three, it two inch? With three. Uh, so this, this
1: is this is in V1 yeah. language. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's H E D six. It's
2: H E D six, sorry. So that would be the, the two inch um, so it's two inch. It's a range of twenty-four, what does one shot. Um it essentially is forced to fire like an indirect weapon almost. Um
0: it doesn't have the indirect rule though.
2: No, but what so what I mean by that is the the way that you would want to use it is more like I'm gonna go hit a template on something and set it on fire like it was an indirect weapon so it's a, its attack profile is direct but right, it's directed okay. 24 inches so if you're not in 24 inches you can't do anything mm. um but yeah the being able to take potentially three of them and at a 24 inch bubble will drop down three templates that potentially set people on fire on the roll of a six for example on armored transports you're betting on sixes which is never a good thing to do
4: mm.
2: but this doesn't take up your artillery slot, and it doesn't take up your vehicle slot, which means that you can combine them with other multi-launchers and just go template crazy, on people.
0: No, I... I think uh, th- th- what you're buying here <laughs> is you're buying a light howitzer that can't fire or with it. Okay, so it doesn't quite work, but you're basically buying yeah, a right. blacker bombard with a yeah. with with a bonus thing that if it if you hit on a six. Uh, set it on
4: fire,
0: but only if you only if you fail to penetrate, though. It's, that's yeah, it's only on vehicles. Yeah. It's only on vehicles, and it right. doesn't cause what I've, if if this no, but you don't get both, is what I'm saying. No, you if you both. hit no. yeah. and penetrate, uh, then you only get the result of the the penetration, of the penetration. regardless of what you rolled to hit. Yep. if you rolled to hit on a six and failed to penetrate failed the armor, penetrate. Uh, yep. then you catch it on fire. Yep, you automatically set, set it on fire. Yep. Now what's God, in, what's interesting. Nice.
2: Well, you know yeah. what you know what it, and, and it's especially nice considering the points value, twenty-eight for inexperienced.
0: Oh, just just thing. let that
2: let that sink in. Um forty for regular or fifty-two for veteran. Yeah. Uh, now it is a team weapon, so snipers can one shot kill them off, that's fine. What I think would really push this into the level of insane is if they'd taken that sort of flamethrower effect on the vehicle and actually applied it as a flamethrower effect. As throwing a molotov on fire at someone, which is basically what it was. So if that had done a flamethrower test, uh, like morale oh, unit, that th- th- it put it in hits, the bin. No, that's then the I, then I'd, be like, I'd be like, I'd be I'm like, I'm like. I'm not saying it doesn't work that way, but I'm saying if it did work that way, even if you even if I had to pay like eighty points for it, <laughs> I'm like I take three of them ones. and yeah. I just I just ram them forward and go take three flamethrowers. Enjoy. I,
3: I think the only thing stopping this from being like a, you know a pretty uh, competitive choice <laughs> is the uh, fixed special rule. Yes, like you, yeah. it's going to take mm. at least two turns to shoot something, and it's a range of twenty four, so you can't. Uh, that's that's uh, what, what
0: I meant. Well, yeah, one you'll 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 be shooting stuff at turn two because if you're. Most your average deployment zone is twelve inches up um and, and you it should to, run
2: at the first turn
0: yeah you'll yeah. be on the on for most games you'll be on the halfway board by uh, at the top of turn two with yeah. the exception and of maybe first three way. of them yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i I think this is this is slept on um locally uh this is this thing's nuts
1: yeah i
0: i kind of
2: disagree yeah. only on the basis that. Um, it's actually very easy to neutralize um, in, in turn because you need—you know—it's not the line of sight or whatever. It's like it's only—it's only three guys, um, so that—that's—it's not hard to kill off. You have to get it close for it to do its damage, but it doesn't negate down, it doesn't negate cover, it doesn't negate any of those things. So the actual chance of you hitting makes it a direct fire indirect weapon.
3: Yeah, it feels- Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
2: And, that's, and that's, what I, that's, that's my drawback that I have with it is unless you can catch something out in the open so you can take advantage of your three plus shot and that will go to a five plus shot when they go down, you're essentially going to, the, the, the enemy is just going to go, I'm not going to play that game, I'm going down
0: i think mm. I, I actually would really uh yeah i think i think denying a bigger unit for 28 points hell yeah i, th- <laughs> I think also the other thing you can do with this and and i get your point about taking inexperience all that but i actually think like taking this inexperienced is probably not the best use case and the other thing i would actually maybe not caution but i think it might be possible sort of there's obviously three use cases. One is the one that we talked about where you use it as a direct fire support weapon, right? <laughs> as a, as a shoulder fired thing, basically that you move up and you hit hard targets or infantry out in the open or infantry in buildings, for example. Um, the other sort of use case that I just sort of touched on there is using it to hit fortified positions or put them in a position where they threaten like a building or a key piece of terrain. And then you yes. whack them on ambush or something like this. And yeah. then the, the, this is the, the third one is that you put them in a position where your opponent can't see them, but they're covering lines of advance. So suddenly yes. if they want to get through your lines, there's now an Ampelit team, an ambush yeah. on their side or, or whatever. Yeah, so, I think, so think that's really good.
2: Yeah, so I, I would agree with that use case. And so that's actually the same use case that I would typically try to apply to my machine gun teams on yeah. foot when I take them. So yeah. think about this for half a second. We take three Ampelit launchers, and a machine gun team and they actually sit on our objectives out of sight covering those fire lanes <laughs> <laughs> all of them shoot 24 to 36 inches no one's going to want to go near any of that
0: yeah 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 and and even if you took these guys as regular oh man this is disgusting just pay for You're it all, even- just paper it all as regular just all regular <laughs> You're Just not even all. with all of that plus all the other cheap <laughs> stuff that we talked about. You're not even at like 200 points, it's maybe easy. 300, and you're sitting on like six or seven once, order dice. Once
2: you'd be able, so if you took those four units at regular, it's 170 points and four order
0: dice. But you can basically uh, go either so it's 120, 40, 40 yeah, by 30. three it's plus plus the machine gun yeah. team? for 50. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, okay. and
2: and you, and you go so for for 170 points if I take those in the four order dice. And I can, I can hard cap objectives in my back line out of sight. And there's not anything like, unless you're playing someone like Finn that are going to come in behind you. Um, in which case you just put them up the board and turn them
4: backwards. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: and, and, and yeah. And then, oh, this is awful. You're with the Commissar and the Free uh, Rifleman squad. You're at five order dice for sub 200. And, the, and, and, and they're all good. And then oh, except maybe the medium machine gun team, but it has, yeah, yeah. It's got its, it's, it's only purpose though is to detract,
2: right? So it's yeah. like if someone wants to eat by machine gun bullets, then they can. But um, and then, you yeah, know, and then pad it out with motorcycle swords. Um, all
0: right We should then, move forward to the next two teams. Um, uh, so next one is the tank hunter's anti tank team, which is a yep, bit more nice. spicy. This uh, is very spicy. It's a two to four man team of any rating. All of them can have submachine guns. You can get one Panzerfaust in yep. a yep. squad of four. You can take three of these teams as per usual. Um, they can forward deploy. And so we yeah. see where this is going. And, and each, they have yeah. tough tank fighters, tough tank hunters. Uh, yeah, which and, is
2: basically what you were saying, ooh. which is tough fighters against
0: vehicles. Oh, but it's, it's V1 tough fighters. It's V one tough fighter. So it's double the number of attacks rather than exploding. Yes. So your four man squad actually goes in with eight attacks. Hey, it's not bad. It's, um, mm.
2: it's very good. <laughs> yeah. When, when you correct. can take three of them, three sets of four of them, mm. and, and they can all forward deploy.
1: Keep keep in mind that it also says any mix. So you can have one or two of these. You could have an ample yeah. launcher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! They don't all have to.
2: They don't have to be the same selection. Yeah. So you can, you can actually yeah. mix and match these.
1: Yeah, I it's, I thought it's it was.
0: Awesome. I thought it was you got three of one, but no, it's nah. any mix. Any. It's, it's it's
2: way way better than that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you take one of these. You take a couple of amplomets. Oh mm-hmm. man, why am I playing Americans? Uh, <laughs> the next one is the dark. Next Mines thing you
2: know. <laughs> next anti- thing you know. Perth's bolt uh, action scene is nothing but Soviets everywhere. Well, I, I <laughs> you said that about the I, British last
0: time. Yeah, I would like... I'm not going to claim any arrogance say that we caused that, but it was a hell of a coincidence. That <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> great Britain episode. Like, the next tournament, like, the Allies was, like, 75 or 80% British. It was... It was... Yeah, it was wild. Uh, with great audiences comes great responsibility. Uh, <laughs> Dogma and anti-tank team is the next... <laughs> colorful yep. one uh awesome it's a, two <laughs> handlers plus a mm-hmm. dog mine the dog doesn't get a model it's just no, a it's weapon. like a marker um any handler can have a submachine gun can be a four-man squad instead of a two-man squad and so mm-hmm. the dog mine is a one shot it's this is like the russian equivalent of a goliath mine right yeah it's better
2: than a goliath mine
0: yeah uh okay Range of 18 right. can yes. only target stationary vehicles, so can't mm-hmm. have a run or advance. Yep. Fired is normal. Instead of rolling to hit, you roll on the table, uh, and yep. Reki ends up with the dog being destroyed result. So dog one, um, it targets the closest friendly stationary vehicle within range instead of the target, with no line of sight needed, and then explodes.
2: Ouch. teleporting, <laughs> teleporting dog bomb. So move all your vehicles first,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. two to three dog has gone down. Um, and yep. it's destroyed four to six. The vehicle suffers a hit with a pen of five.
3: Yeah. And you can take uh, with three no additional knees. modifiers, no additional
2: modifiers. So it's, it's a straight plus five pen blows up on the underneath. Um, and, but the, the reason why it's so good is essentially you are auto hitting if you are rolling that four, five, or six. There is no way that yeah. it doesn't need line of sight. Um, it just so with the sorry the target needs line of sight, but you just it's a one shot weapon, and yeah. you just rock up with four dudes and you no. go. The dog mine is a one shot weapon, so it's going to go over to that tank. We now have four submachine guns that are going to shoot somewhere else.
3: Mm. I, I think this is great because you can take three of them at inexperience yeah. and it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, they don't get an egg one to hit. They're just on the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just on the table. Yeah. And so there's no it long is. range. That's so you're, Yeah, you're always hitting and. on a four within 18 inches. Yeah. Just make sure the tanks aren't next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, essentially just a very explosive Panzerfaust because then you can use the it, teams it as uh, <laughs> sub-machine guns.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that makes, it's, it's a big brain comparison. There, Tyler, comparing <laughs> a, a dog with a mind <laughs> to a Panzerfest. It's it's well,
2: it's slightly longer range with a bit more restrictions and slightly less penetration value.
0: Isn't the yeah, Panzerfest five? I, I think it, was, it is. Oh, it is. No, nah, I think it's the, 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 the Shrek six. six. Oh,
2: I always get those yeah. mixed up. Um, yeah, but but either, either within okay, so it's it's almost outright better because your hitting chances is. 50% As opposed to Well any hit modifier In the game <laughs> um, and, and it has Slightly longer range Than a Panzerbast. blast. Yes you only get One of them But if you Bulk up on all three of them And target the same tank That tank is probably cooked <laughs> mm.
0: uh, How's that for a snap too uh, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> le- Let's slit the dogs of war uh, yeah. Sniper team Pretty standard No yep. Ooh, yep. Actually No they've only got the sniper rifle correct, no pistols,
2: uh, no subbies just, yeah. just sniper rifles
0: and also the assistant doesn't yeah. have a rifle
2: oh, no, you mm. mm.
0: one shot that's interesting um, that is a little it's- bit of a change there the flamethrower team uh, pretty mm. standard flamethrower team except you can, for 5 points you can upgrade it to being immune to exceptional damage I'm guessing that also applies to snipers then hey
2: yeah, it's all exceptional yeah. damage and it's specifically there so snipers can't kill them. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so the, flame, the flamethrower team, um,
2: yeah, the rocks too, uh, it, they were actually, to try and hide their flamethrowers, they deliberately designed them as ruffles and so you can pay for that upgrade and get that upgrade onto your guys and so they can't be targeted for exceptional damage. So you're always forced for that loader to kill off first, which would trigger your morale check, which you then reroll because you're Soviet. Uh, it's... Hmm. it's it basically means that the flamer doesn't die. Um, yeah, you is, have to kill it a traditional. You have way. to kill it the traditional way. Um, yeah, but um, uh, mortars, water, theme, mortar section standard. These ones, these ones are all stock light. standard. Um,
0: yeah, yep. and and you
2: know, so we won't cover those. Same with the first three howitzers being light, medium, and heavy. They're all
0: mm-hmm. stock standard. I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't take uh, the light howitzer that's in here Um, not compared to the other options no just and we'll get to that in a second i just wouldn't bother taking the light howitzer on Mm -hmm. uh for the soviets and it'll be one of the anti-tank guns it's basically the 25 pounder but the other way um and a little little bit better so anti-aircraft guns we've got heavy automatic cannon it's fixed and flak we've got a light automatic cannon with gun shield uh built in And yep. fixed in flack. Mm-hmm. So no rotating platforms, which is a bit no. bit, bit sad, but oh well. Um, uh, we can't it, all have nice toys. Yeah. I mean, we get a
2: lot of other things, right?
0: Um, yeah. And
2: yeah.
0: Light anti-tank gun is a two-band team, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Although, I, does artillery get small team? Uh, I, I think there's an exception that they recall. don't. I can't recall. Oh. I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, mm. But it well, doesn't. We'll uh, ultimately, later.
2: it... It kind of doesn't matter because they're cheap.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Fifty, 50 so it's points. Too. <laughs> Although well, to be to be fair, I would always just 40? take the, yeah for inexperienced. Yeah, yeah,
2: just take yeah. the experienced one. Yeah.
0: I think if you're going to um, take a light anti tank gun, don't take the forty five millimeter. Take the M forty two. It's yes, at short range, it's plus one pen value. Um, yeah, which is pretty. Yeah, that's good. pretty cool. Uh, good old HVAP. Well, oh, it's it's um. Out.
2: It's still got the gun shield. It's still two-man team, um, which, you know, so that gives you some survivability mm. problems. But it means that your light like any tank gun at close range is plus five. I mean, mm. that's yeah, that's, that is that's bad. not bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although, again, we'll, we'll get to, like, why. it should go instead. Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah, got the Ziz yeah. 2. It's coming. It's just a medium anti-tank gun with a three-man team. Yep. Good solid the, weapon.
1: But Ziz 3. The Ziz yeah. 3 is
0: where it's at uh yeah yeah so So this is yes 80 points 80 points i mean come on yeah you really (laughs) it's really hard to not take this gun Uh, four-man team
2: medium any tank gun um i mean Gorchin. you and i commented when we were talking about my 20 dice list they were like why didn't you buy a ziz 3 you idiot as opposed to just a ziz 2 because there's only a five point difference
1: yeah you idiot (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) and
2: in hindsight yeah i probably should have done that but um But you get the ability to fire as a light howitzer and a medium anti-tank gun um which you know that's the versatility can is yeah it's just brilliant everyone likes it with the short 25 pounder yeah um you know we like it we like it when it's you know when your chaffee for example has a good anti-tank shot so he shot um like this it's all in that space where you get your options and the options make the units particularly good Um, yeah this is three just happens to be cheaper than most of those options
0: it's well yeah i mean it 's more expensive than a light howitzer uh, which is which is fair enough, um so I can see why you might not take it, but I think because you have access to templates in so many other places uh, worry about that yeah yeah I think <laughs> yeah. because you 're getting so many other cheap units everywhere you can find i think that the twenty point upgrade or the 30 point upgrade that it is to get a, yeah. a light howitzer that can fire as a medium anti-tank gun um, yeah yeah that's yeah. the way to look at it, yeah. it. the uh, 85 millimeter is a heavy, heavy anti-tank AT. gun with, yep. with a shield the A19 is yeah, oh my this is monstrous. god monstrous
2: this, this thing is an oh upgraded it's 3 uh,
0: yeah it's a heavy anti-tank gun and medium howitzer <laughs> for 100 points <laughs> yeah. Uh, although it has a negative one, one. when firing one. as an anti-tank Love. gun, it's neg one to hit. Yeah, and yeah. never receives a plus. One. So
1: yeah medium howitzer with a backup AT. <laughs> That's yeah, fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and ty- typically, <laughs> the 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 cost point there is most people will go: Is it worth that extra boost in the profiling? to do the 100 points, or am I willing to work with the medium anti-tank and my howitzer and take the slightly cheaper version? Yeah. Um, but the I have looked at whether I'd get a model for an A19 field gun um, for the 100 points to just sort of play well, with it and see what it's yeah, like.
0: Yeah, I wonder it is if is massive. Yeah, I wonder if we're looking at this yeah. the, the other way as well. If you... A medium howitzer is 75 points, uh, I note that the A19 can't get a spotter, I don't think the Ziz 3 yeah. gets one either. Um, so no. just yeah, mm. just some things to keep in mind there. But yeah. I wonder if we're looking at this the wrong way. So medium howitzer without a spotter regular is seventy five points. For mm. twenty-five points, you can upgrade a medium howitzer to fire as a heavy anti-tank, heavy gun anti-tank, gun anti-tank. at to here. Yeah. Like that's at only at long range and Wait, it's only at long given... range? What's that, 36 so, inches is short range for a heavy anti-tanker? That's, that's <laughs> right. See,
2: well, you you always receive the minus one as if it was firing at long range. Uh, so it's a okay. static, static okay. minus okay. one yeah, across the yeah. board and you never get plus one for point blank. But to be honest, if something has got within six inches of you in point blank, you're probably going to use the howitzer shot short anyway.
0: Yeah. And, and just on- be like... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, very yeah. few people are going to go. Oh, it's a heavy anti tank on that only hits on fours. Yes, I'm going to move my tank out <laughs> in the open where you can see it. People aren- are not playing that game. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's, it's like, so what you're telling me is that it's a 50% chance that this
2: becomes creamed butter paste all yeah. over the <laughs> battlefield. Yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> all right. it's, it is the good. W- it is good. I just haven't I found read this, a way to put
1: it in the list yet. It wouldn't. They. they Negative one doesn't stack with long range as well. It is no, the, yeah, no, it just, is the long it just, range. It is just supplied yeah. constantly. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's, cool. sort of cons- yeah. It's, it's, that's
0: even yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not like inexperienced where you've always got, it's like all of the other modifiers still count. Huh. Mm. That's that's pretty tasty. Uh, I mean, if you really wanted to get
2: it cheap, you just take it as inexperienced anyway.
0: Oh, man. Because that's yes. the same
2: cost as this as is to as
0: like i I, mm, I don't like it's that. A harder
2: choice though right because then you've got a minus two flat
0: i don't like time. that at all uh, yeah. i like i get the the appeal of taking everything inexperienced because you can but i mm. i feel like you have to be a lot more careful with that than than you think like the okay. regular to veteran upgrade is a totally different calculation to yeah. an inexperienced to regular Upgrade and different, per- yeah. and different yeah. purposes yeah. as well. Yeah, so the last one is just a heavy anti tank gun, gun shield, team weapon fixed, all the other good stuff. Now we move into wow. tanks. Uh, right off the bat, some probably some a few things worth mentioning tanks. is that there are like 400,000 variants of uh <laughs> Soviet tanks. tanks, um, and that's just the yeah. ones that are in the bolt action books. And if you look at it in real life, it gets even worse. Basically, mm. if you want a tank with something on it, the Soviets have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you want that's, if you want a light tank true. with autocannons and MMGs, it's there. If you want uh if you want one with light anti-tank guns and Coaxial MMGs, if you want ones with flamethrowers, if you want recce light yeah. tanks, uh and if you want
2: them at any experience level it's fine. Yeah.
0: If you um, want them amphibious, if you want them have howitzers, uh, yep. it's it's all there. The, the, we can go through them one by one, but the main thing about this is, uh, if you want some specific combination, it exists in the Soviet rulebook. Mm-hmm. So just, Virtually, just go yeah.
2: Either in the tanks or in the armored cars, you, you're going to get that variance. Um, yeah, probably. So I would, from, as a Soviet player, the ones that I would call out is the uh, the T34 variants that take the hull-mounted flamethrowers. Because it does not go in the turret.
0: Yeah, so you the, get a whole yeah.
2: flamethrower and a regular T 34 gun on top.
0: Very uh, good. I think the Sherman Crocodile is cool. similar. similar. Uh, I know the Churchill or Cromwell or something like this can, can do something like that. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, so that works for the T 34 uh, 76 and the T 34
1: 85. So the 85 is the heavy anti tank gun. Mm. Um, let's, let's, let's drop down the, that first page, the OT 26. Yep. one oh five for a flaming tank. Mm. Why would you take an engineer squad and a transport if you can I, I, I mean yeah, you're, you're contesting that slot. But, it's the slot because
3: there's so, yeah, so much the other slot. better shit stuff to put <laughs> in the, uh, yeah. the yeah, there is. See the, 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 the O T twenty six.
0: Tank Riders, Assault Engineers, Truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you're, now you're the tank No, no, no. The,
2: the, the Tank Riders actually have to go on something that is classed as a tank, which is Demetralia This is an go. urban uh, carrier. Okay. Okay. So you can't, you can't... I've already looked into that one. You can't... Boo.
3: Um,
2: oh, I was going to do something horrendous. You'll be glad I didn't. Um,
0: get down. <laughs> yeah. Um, um there, there is the T26. i think i think the, the the one thing that that absolutely has to go uh like specifically called out as a t28 medium yep. tank um yep. so it's called a medium tank but it has a damage value eight it has a turret mounted light howitzer and coaxial mmg mmg a turret mounted mmg on the front and left another turret mounted mmg in the front and right and a pinter mounted AA MMG, which I think is yep. just another MMG. I don't. Uh, um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to say it has flak or anything like this. And you can also upgrade it to damage value nine, but reduce the tank speed to slow for ten points. So you that's basically the, get um, one hundred and sixty-five points. You get a light howitzer and four MMGs. Yep, that's armor value nine and slow. Yeah, and yep, that is cool. I will note that three of those MMGs can independently shoot different targets in different
2: arcs as well yeah. like completely yeah. different arcs yeah um the pintle um the pintle one does give it a flat um oh right yeah mounted. yeah yep yeah. Yeah. um so that's that's fine um and because the pintle is on a turret it by default will get 360 um yep. flak and, and all that other stuff as well that's then you good. have yeah and the, the, the t28 is is great the the actual model is quite large it's quite a big it's a, it's a battleship so,
0: it's a land battleship yeah yeah, oh, yeah
2: yeah and so that that comes with some challenges on the table um typically um but it's very good and only typically only armor eight unless you pay 10 points to make an armor nine
0: mm-hmm. um the alternative is a t35 because uh, yeah. we've already briefly mentioned the t34 yeah. which is mm-hmm. very similar but it has a light Howitzer coaxial MMG turret and two different turret-mounted light anti-tank guns mm-hmm. and coaxial MMGs, yeah. uh, but it is unreliable. The T-35 is a lot of firepower. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Grant and the Lee, this yeah. is that on steroids is, for 270 a, points. We yeah. saw
2: what they did and repeated it in the rear because it was such a good idea. Uh, yeah.
0: it did, It is unreliable, so it takes one additional pin marker. Um, worth, worth it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that is nuts. That is, that means in one turn you could it's, pop, it's what is that? One, three, two two vehicles, like with not, not a bad chance. You're talking light tanks. Uh, and, and the Howards are to take out something soft skin. I mean, you, you... that's pretty gross.
2: You could, like, any, I was going to say, anything soft skin running around, like multiple Bren carrier, armor carriers and stuff. So oh. you just wreck them. You just go, oh, you're taking Bren, Bren's fan list? That's cool. Here's my T-35. And you just, <laughs> bam, three of them. If you hit, obviously. <laughs> but but there's like, bam, three of them dead. And then whatever infantry that is around, um, you right know, you've still got them. your MMGs next turn after dismounting those guys to then hose them because
0: um, they'll all be stuck down. But Well, actually, after firing... Those three uh, basically tank guns, the two light tank guns on the howitzer, you still have two MMGs on separate turrets.
2: Yeah, but all shooting's done simultaneously, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you, but you're right, you would still have 10 MMG shots to go. And those guys over there, we're going to sprinkle them with lead. <laughs> uh, um,
0: moving into some of the heavy tanks. Yeah. Uh, again, know, we've ones. talked about heavy tanks before. Uh, okay. what, what is worth noting? Is the KV one is armored all round? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. means you don't get the side and rear armor bonuses. Yeah.
3: but you can drop that for seventy points, and you lose slow as well. So that becomes an oh, yeah. interesting choice as yeah. well.
2: So cool. if you if you didn't want to play um, the essentially the big hulking wreck that can't be destroyed, you can actually mm. reduce that a little bit down. Um, you also can put a like any tank gun and coaxial flamethrower in it.
0: Instead of the medium, yeah,
2: um, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. armor ten is like one of those values where people go, yeah. oh, but it's so many points, and then you actually play with it on the battlefield, and you go, this thing won't
0: <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like, a medium medium anti tank gun, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you're not mm-hmm. having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the KV eighty five and IS one are folded into the same rules. Nothing, nothing really to note here with these heavy tanks, but the turret-mounted rear-facing MMG is a is a nice little additional yep. bonus. Uh, the IS-2 gets an upgraded HE template on its mm. uh, H, on its heavy anti-tank gun, which is pretty yeah. neat. It, it becomes an absolute monster. Uh, and then there's the uh, bone. It's got a slow load. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is uh, yeah uh, for a um,
2: Generally for theater play, not many people will have rivers built into their boards yeah. ready to go. Mm-hmm. But it's um, yeah. it's essentially take a two, floating T thirty four. Yeah, take take a T thirty four and give it a boat, and you know um, that's the
0: um, bono, uh, you bronch- can actually
2: you can actually mount a
1: multiple. Rocket I don't on know tron. how you say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you think you think with with having some decent European heritage, I'd know how to pronounce that word, yeah. but I thought... Yeah. You you could take
3: the Brome crater or however it is for three hundred points, which gives you a medium anti tank gun and a friggin' multiple rocket launcher and MMG. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, transport. it has to be on water. And yeah, Jacob's like, and it's transport. Guess
2: what rides in that transport? Assault Sorry. engineers. <laughs> tank rides. Actually,
4: riders. it's a medium. It's a medium
2: tank. You could put tank
4: rides. <laughs> Oh. Yeah.
1: Also, you just you discard the first wound,
2: the
0: first damage roll, the first damage roll is, is just Ooh.
2: automatically discarded. Yet. Yeah.
1: Why do you think Chris yeah. wants to play with it? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. <laughs>
2: it's the sort of thing you build a mission around, and you know, yeah. it's yeah. like your objective. Yeah. Your objective is to go and kill it. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> the now we're moving into tank destroyers. The Ziz thirty is shocking. Like. A, an actually like soul destroying vehicle to, to actually consider that you need to operate. Like, I'm not talking bolt action terms. Like, if you were a dude who was like, yes, this is your vehicle, you'd be like, oh, okay. Like, do you want me to like, I'll pay for my gravestone now. Yeah. It's a, it's like a tracked <laughs> vehicle with just an anti tank gun on top of it. There's no like arm and cab or anything. just, bolt it's just down. The, <laughs> uh, the photos are hilarious. Anti-tanker. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, the SU 85 is. Yeah. Heavy the German AT. equivalent of a Stug? Yep. A Stu? Uh SU one hundred, same sort of thing. Case mounted heavy. Ooh, so the SU one hundred super heavy. Yeah, um,
2: the SU one hundred is the first weapon that you get within the Russian list going um through it like the way we are, where you get that super heavy anti-tank
0: gun. Mm. 300 points, oh, medium tank with a super heavy. That feels pretty bad. Yeah. Its profile physically is quite small,
2: though, so you can actually get... You typically will get cover on any shots coming back at you as well.
3: Any other favourites? I I quite enjoy this. Mostly because I like super heavy. No, sorry, the (laughs) SU-100, because I really like super heavy. And so being able to keep it on a medium chassis so the points aren't, you know, panther level expensive... (laughs) Yeah, uh, Panther level. Know. That that that's your That's your measuring stick. It's like oh, it's Panther level expensive. I'm nothing oh, if oh, not yeah. predictable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: then then you can swap it for a heavy anti tank. But the chassis protection. is a heavy tank. Yeah, yeah. For the same points. Yep. for the ISU one two two. Yeah. So what oh, they yeah. what they found yeah. is
2: that the super heavy tank anti tank gun was essentially. But yes, it was really good and over-penetrating, but they didn't have many of them to put in. But they had lots of heavy anti-tank guns, and so they went, "Well, let's just bulk this up with more armor and just use the excess guns because we need the guns. We don't yeah. actually care about the the armor."
0: Um, it also gives you the extra HE kit, which is a nice mm. little bonus. Mm. Got to love a good cool. old HE upgrade. That's a that's a big HE upgrade. Yeah, It's huge D3 HE to two D6. Yeah, 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 like yeah. three yeah. inches. Yeah. That's, it's, that's a it's, huge upgrade. It's Heavy massive. anti-tank gun with a 3-inch HE is... You, you basically is take,
2: you're basically taking the German eighty eight profile that everyone freaks out about and mm. putting, and putting mm. it in an Armour 10 box. Oh, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tiger that cheap. Moving uh, right
0: along yeah. to the weakest thing in the Soviet book. Damn uh, it's a 20-point horse with a machine <laughs> gun.
3: The special rule is just a cart. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> its weapon
0: is—it's not just a weapon
2: that's a machine gun. It's a rear-facing machine gun.
3: Yeah. So you got to like Tokyo Drift it around. To you know the it. story. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know the story that you guys told in your Gorchin and, and Tyler episode of the Hawaiian village where the guy straps a weapon to a cart. Yeah. The Japanese pilot. Yeah. This was—he got it, the idea from the Soviets. This is where he
0: <laughs> saw it. The OG to chunk <laughs> <up>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving through the rest of the tank destroyers, it's a nice mix of howitzers, is, anti-tank guns and armor values, which is pretty good. The SU-76 yeah. gets a bit of a mention here. Yep. Um, so does the SU-122, actually. I think anything yeah. SU in this list, have a close in it's this good. book. Have yeah. a close look at it. You're probably <laughs> going to find some to suit your purposes. Um, yep. KV-2s. Uh, which is a heavy, heavy howitzer, heavy tank. Yep, which is nice. And you then, of course, can upgrade to we a flamethrower. Yeah, of course, we come to the thing that we that we're really all here for, and that's <laughs> the <Katusha. laughs> Uh soft skin multiple rocket launcher.
2: Just before we go into the Katusha, the, again, yeah, that Su-152, ISu-152 entry is worth taking yeah. a look at as well, um, because you get an upgraded big shell and so it's howitzer penetrations plus five.
1: Ooh what?
2: Yeah. Whoa.
0: Yeah. That's it's a heavy howitzer with a with a five inch pen. Heavy, heavy God, howitzer, that's a
2: five inch pen, ten plus armour, slow load, so you can only fire it after something else is fired, or if you issue a snap yeah. too as per the FAQ. But it's two hundred and ninety points for regular.
3: Not bad. That's cool. Yeah. When you, I just when
2: wanted to call that tucks-
0: out before we go
3: to the good Fair shell. point. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the big show. I looked at it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Heavy howl a heavy tank. You all did, which is why I went, no, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> Hold on.
2: <laughs> Back to my favorite people, which is the cadence. Yeah, so Continue.
0: Stalin's organ, 80-point uh, soft skin MRL. Uh, this is a rate. pretty well-documented piece of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, You've seen that. it a lot. I think it's. It's actually kind of interesting because I note that the Soviets don't get an MRL in their artillery slot. Not, um, in,
2: not in their standard book, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so um, I don't know if there's another theater book that gives them access to one in a generic reinforced platoon. Um, yeah, okay, there is. So prob- probably a lend-lease land mattress.
2: That's certainly <laughs> one of the options. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so this is... Considering all of the other vehicles that are present in this slot... Uh, I think it it's, speaks very much to the way the bolt action works that the Katusha is still one of the most common ones that comes up.
4: Yeah,
0: yep. Something about you multiple rocket launches. You, you look at you look at all the costs that we've just looked at. Like even that we were just looking at a
2: 290 point tank with a massive potential damage, which is actually probably more consistent than the Katusha. And then we oh, go, yeah. and then we're like, oh, with 80 points, we can get a
1: Katusha. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: um. A <laughs> 65, so you're paying 15 points for it to be able to move. Yeah, but the
2: Ketusha is able to move and fire because you ignore right. fixed. Yeah. That's, that's Wait, not... what?
1: That is awesome.
2: Yeah. You can move and fire, so you hide it out of, so, of sight and then you pop vehicle, in the corner and be like, what's up? <laughs> this that's is something
0: great. a lot of people, like, I've actually seen quite a few people miss. If you go to the vehicles section in the rulebook, it specifically says that the weapon special rules don't apply for vehicles and they have their own special rules fantastic Uh, Mm. so yes the and here's the thing an inexperienced nebel is 65 points an inexperienced katusha is 64 points no
1: no i think a regular nebel is 65 right okay but but being able to advance move all that kind of stuff for 15 points that's awesome And it's on it's it's very
2: good. It's on a wheeled vehicle, so you you actually it's that dual pivot. It's the longer Mm. distance. Like you, you are paper thin. Anything that blows a stiff breeze in your direction is probably going to kill your driver and everyone in it. But the thing is, like if you can hold off and position yourself well enough with the shot, it's got it's got like a sixty inch range on it. So you just you just need to know what you need to target and stay away from that stuff, Um, and then just just drop things down as best as you can. the, the the thing with it is, I've played games where it's been amazing. Um, yeah. I've also played games where multiple launches doing multiple launcher things they also amount to nothing. Um, and so, the, well, that's the trade off. It's a multiple that is it is absolutely a trade off. And so, don't what what my advice would be is like, don't get one thinking it's going to absolutely change the game immediately because it may not. That's not that's not how it works. It is high risk, high reward.
1: The benefit doesn't matter. is you've
2: only spent eighty <laughs> points, yeah. it, or sixty-four points if you want.
1: To your your opponent has to deal with it yeah. 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 at eighty points. It's the fact that they it. can deal with it. In a, <laughs> in no a matter, matter point blank is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> even if it doesn't do any damage. Yeah, eighty points. Yep.
3: So keyboard advice. moving along here. I maybe I'm missing something, but the um the, gaz. the AA Gaz mm-hmm. seems really good
0: oh yeah yep. it is yep. <laughs> 60 points of skin with yeah. four, four mgs
3: yeah. yep.
4: yep oh it, jesus it,
2: it quite happily competes against um the Recky Stewart's or, or sorry the um the dacca stewart profile it quite happily it, i mean the dacca stewart profile will eat it for breakfast when shooting back at the um, yep. gas
4: but
2: you don't you don't use the the gas to target tanks. You go no. like infantry squads, and you just oh, yeah. you just leave a lot of them, and you go. yeah. You know. it reminds me of the and British. you also
0: you also save ninety points with the gas. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, uh, Dakar Stewart's about one hundred and fifty, give or take. My two, yeah, just my two.
3: that is way too cheap. I love it. Feels uh, a lot like of, anyway. Well,
0: it does it does also theoretically only need one rifle shot to die. <laughs>
2: Um, and frequently, <laughs> yeah. frequently does. If you talk to Chris Ramsey about what they yeah. do once he's run them, he's had a couple of games where it was okay, and he's had other games where the opponents just be like, I don't want that thing hurting me, or at least I want to minimize its shooting value, so I'm going to put a pin on yeah. it. And that pin comes from a rifle because it's typically longer range, and that rifle has then gone through and killed it anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: all right, all that right. Next AA vehicle is an American Lend Lease one, it's the M17. MGMC. Uh, yeah. This is the the chopper, the quad fifty. Uh, I think it's same profile, uh, open top, flecked, four HMGs. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I've seen use it one hundred and twenty five points. Do you rate it? It's.
2: I, I would rate it more if those HMGs did get the plus one shot. Like then, for me, yeah. it would actually be a, a very solid choice because you're on the truck body, so you can get within your minimum range, not lose that minus one pen, and just start hammering things away. Um, mm. The armored car component is nice because it means that you can't be just super instant killed. The open top is a little bit of a drawback mm. because it means that every t- like you're just going to get those pins mount up anyway. However, it's only 125 points now. Does yeah. it? It competes with a lot of other competitive choices. So if I yeah, think, so I think if I if I was going to fill the slot, I think I would choose something else. But not because I don't think there's a bit of value here. Twelve shots at plus one pen against infantry is actually still quite dangerous. Um, oh yeah, it's but is it as dangerous as you know a two d six HE shell from a, <laughs> a plus like or a plus five penetration from a heavy alitzer? Like that's the that's where I think it loses out. It's not because I don't think it isn't good. I think it loses out because the other options. Are simply better, mm. even yeah. They cost a bit more points. Uh, I think.
0: I think that's that's a good summary of this whole army book. Yeah. Is that there's there's it's nothing actually- here that's that's actually bad. It's just that there's a lot of good things. Yeah. So things yeah. seem worse. Yeah. Uh Moving to the armored cars, pretty standard assortment here. Some can be open top, some can't. Lots of machine guns. I'm not seeing too many anti tank guns. Yeah. The, uh, uh, but there's a armored very, car flamethrower. Yeah. The yeah, BA20. Very
2: few. Yeah. Very few anti-tank guns. Um, there is the Arata additional units, adds a couple of other pieces, but most of them are still covered here. You act, the, the, the only one in this list that can't take a flamethrower is actually the BA-64, um, which was basically a small, um, a really small car. Uh, but basically, their weapon system was a light machine gun. It's not even a right. machine gun. Um,
3: <laughs> it's so cute.
4: <laughs> i
2: tell you though i love having it i love yeah. having it in my list well because you it's a mobile light machine gun for 65 points um which sounds really bad i'd normally pay to get rid of open topped, um but it has flat it has recce um and you just run around and harass units with it
0: so i got a question about the ba20 65 mm-hmm. points you can give it a flamethrower for 45 does it keep recce yeah yeah it doesn't, god that's, it, that's that's really good that's the pretty good cool. yeah
1: that is good
2: the, the B A ten um as well there's a variant that comes out i think with the i think it gets a flamethrower on a not recall and again it doesn't lose recce so you can you can go up at the end of a turn flamer on something potentially or potentially not run out of fuel and then when they go to target you in the next turn you just recce away
3: yeah and that's a vehicle flamethrower as well so it's
0: 12 inch, 12 inch, yep, yeah, yep. It's so, o- OT 64 BA 20 is two vehicle <laughs> vehicle-mounted yes. flamethrowers for like what sub 200, sub 300 points. Uh, and then you take your ample and there's all of your two inch <laughs> HE that you're missing. You're taking A 19 or this 3 and there's your anti tank gun that you're missing. Yeah, there's so, so much versatility.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: And you haven't, oh my God, you've spent so little points. You still have so many order dice and you've still got an infantry squad. Anybody just, who says uh, Soviets are hard and, to play are, are lying. And, and look, I, so I, I learned with Soviets and um,
2: I learned using regulars and it's, it really is quite a forgiving, um, when you build a balanced list, it's quite forgiving yep. because your infantry don't just, they don't automatically just pop and disappear. It still does happen yep. on occasion, but not all the time. And you have so much variety in the vehicle that you want to choose. It's like, well, what do I want to learn with? Well, one of these, okay, we'll put mm. that on the table. Oh, yeah. but what, what, do I, what do I take out of my list? Nothing. <laughs> like just, just everything becomes a little bit worse than what it is, but it won't matter because it's not going to run away as often. Mm. Um, and that, that was how I sort of learned some of the backwards and forwards of, mm. um, of how voltage action works. And I went, this arm is really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is good. So, so it's typically looking, your
0: top ten. Yeah, looking at transports, a lot of standard stuff: half tracks, tracks, gazes, jeeps, yep. uh, artillery tractor, which we've sort of covered before. Yeah. Yep. You can armor it. Oh, really? For thirty-five points, yeah, if you want, yep. um, you can have an armor seven tractor that can tow anything. Doesn't have doesn't have transport, so to speak, but it has has tow, uh, which is. An interesting yeah, caveat, but, yep, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, Force, the, forces, forces it to be an artillery tractor. That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we have the Assault Couch, which I'm certain is the <laughs> oh, <it's> literal <laughs> translation of Komsomolet. Uh, it's I just, open-topped I, armored carrier. It's it's a Soviet Bren. Uh, it's almost like a Soviet
2: Brink carrier. The Brink carrier has way better firepower options. Yeah. Um, this just carries yeah. a light, light machine gun. The difference, of course, is that, um, well, I mean, it's not really, you can put tank riders on this, <laughs> um, but not as not as using the tank rider ball, just simply as, because it's an armor carrier and you can fit six dudes on this, if you can just put tank riders on it and be like, this sort of makes sense. <laughs> it, <laughs> typically, it was used as a, um, as an artillery tractor with guns and armor yeah Uh,
3: in my uh, head if you're if you're doing the whole in your face thing you uh chuck some tank riders on a on a tank and you you have this little thing like a like a little brother trailing behind with another squad of six (laughs) like uh veterans (laughs) like assault engineers or something on here just being like don't talk to me or my brother again kind of thing the the, the mop-up squad (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um a a squad of replacements uh (laughs) now now is the aerosan which is what you were talking about before dan it's a armored carrier that can transport ski troops by pulling but only five only five five, (laughs) only five of them (laughs) Uh, can only travel over snow or flat ice which treats as normal terrain with a wheel wheel so if you so if
2: you attempt and it only has a light machine going forward facing as it's as it's uh armored so if you attempt to play this on a on a board that is not snow or ice, then by default, not only can it not move, but your ski troops that are towing in it can't actually dismount onto them, or they can dismount onto the um, onto the non snow surface. Yeah. Um, but then your trans your transport's stuck there for the whole game. Like, yeah, can't move,
3: <laughs> just can't do anything. If You can fire and sit on an ambush. So that's that's it. static
0: LMG. Yes. imagine paying 50 points for an armor seven sitting on your backfield Uh, and then i guess to round out the army book we've got the lend lease -lease. which means you can basically use vehicles from that are british or american gives you a bit of a list um, but it's all of your usual suspects that hit lend lease i think there's there's probably also been expanded in a few other places yep i suspect
2: it, and, and some of this is up to TO discretion as well, um, but normally any vehicle that was produced in approximately thousands of um, production-run copies is, is what they used as the general guide. There's a chance that those things made it over to the Soviet Union as part of a land lease program, and therefore you're able to substitute them out. So yeah. it, typically it only works for your armoured um, or truck transport units, so tanks and jeeps, um, examples exist for M3 Struits, um substituting for the T-70, Valentine for the T-60, uh, M10 Tank Destroyer for the SU-85, M3 Leo Sherman for T-34s, Churchill Matildas for KV-1s, armored car swap-outs, um, uh, anti-aircraft vehicles, you can get the meat chopper as opposed to the quad maxim, um, and then your different transport and tows options. They're the examples that they give you. Um, now, some TOs, and like typically myself, just to keep it simpler, I would normally say that you can use the ones that are in that list just to keep it simple so everyone's like on the same playing field. Yeah. The reality is with the theatre books and the other pieces that have come forward, there are other interactions that you can do with these, um, which causes no amount of contention sometimes. Um, however, you normally can't take these as veteran. Um, you're normally restricted to only being able to take them as it says it in here, I think. Oh, no. No, it's not here. So yeah. I could take a, um, a veteran Sherman 76, for example. I won't get to use the stabilizers. I'm not American. Yeah. I don't yeah. get that rule. Yeah. So... Whether they are simply there and not turned on, or there or turned on, I don't know what I'm doing is irrelevant. Um, mm. the,
4: yeah.
2: the, the reality is that I'm fairly sure they stripped all that out before they gave it to the
4: Soviets. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> well, c- considering how many, how few armored divisions were actually trained on the use of the gyro stabilizer uh, and many tore them off or pulled them out because they didn't know what it fucking did and they thought it was fucking up their aim yeah it's uh, i would be very surprised if the russians were suddenly just like ah, yes
2: i know what this is (laughs) yeah and and we know what to do and how to use it um i i think yeah the faq throws it in a bit of contention lately because the free french are able to use gyro stabilizers under under that faq so um that may get reversed we'll see what happens we might have another tiger fear situation where it bounces
0: (laughs) yes but the the single special rule that only applies to veteran vehicles
2: uh suddenly applies to the french ones that they pick up yeah yeah Yeah.
4: it
0: it, it was it was an interesting choice but i also think it's a a lot less contentious than tiger fear Mm. Um, i think it just comes up less Yeah.
4: yeah
3: The, um, yeah. uh, it's weird that this isn't like a, you know, a national rule, the, um, like anti-tank team three for one rule. Yeah, well, That's
2: like, not, that's not national yeah. either. That's just extra selection built into the primary book.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's a national rule for any of the uh, nations that have a three for one. No. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, it just feels little, like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the Americans, it's on the MMG team yeah Um, right specifically on the mmg team so you can't take a hmg and two mmg teams for example at least in my reading um, that's right
1: i guess it's designed for future proofing where you get other things that go into that slot and this is specifically saying it has to be a dog mine or an anti-tank team or tank hunters and all that
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: so i mean that's um that, that rounds the set without going into the theater selectors, which obviously then restrict what choices you've got in those different ones. Um, there's some of the fun toys. Uh, mm. I, the, the Soviets do feel like a Swiss army knife. It's like, right, what tool do I need to deal with this situation or this mission? As Or how do I want to build a list? You can build any list you want. Um, you want to do high mobility? Sure. You want to do cheap board? Sure. You want to do expensive stuff? Sure.
4: Um,
0: yeah.
2: They, like, I actually think between the assault engineers outside of armored vehicles, I think between the assault engineers and the tank rider squads, um, they rank up there as some of the most expensive units in bold action.
1: And,
0: and understandably. Yeah. They're a little good. I, I think what the Soviet Army book does very well is having... Uh, specific units for specific jobs which yeah. are, which you were saying at the start of the episode there Tyler in terms of it's like yeah the, the American uh, faction is very good at like oh you can kind of use anything as a hammer and anything as a wrench but yeah. it's not really designed for it whereas the Soviets are like no no, this this unit is going to get in your face and it's going to kill stuff and if you keep it at range you'll be okay which I think is an interesting takeaway for our players and our audience to consider whether you're playing Soviets or playing against Soviets, yeah. is that if you find yes, the army is a Swiss army knife, but to me the units are not yes, so all of the Soviet units have very specific use cases, yeah. and so it it seems to be a game of uh playing strengths and weaknesses uh, at a unit level rather than yes. at a side or opponent level, yeah, whereas um, when you're coming up against an American opponent, it's kind of the opposite. you have to figure out. Uh, which of their weaknesses um, they have uh, on an, on their 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 list construction level, and then swing your strength into that weakness at a at a sort of a platoon level. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the Soviets, it seems to be very much a divide and conquer kind of thing. Which I guess I guess makes sense. Um, can you afford to do that if your opponent brings twenty dice? Though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think seizing the tempo against the Soviet player is going to be is going to be the thing. If you manage to do that, the Soviets should fall apart pretty quickly, at least in my read. Um, I haven't played against many Soviets, but that's just because we do a lot of allied and Axis stuff. But when I have played against Soviets, I wasn't, I didn't sort of consciously know this going in, and it's just my default way of playing. It's just, no, 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 we're doing this on my clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that seems to work really well against a Soviet faction just because yeah. they need to have the right unit in the right place at the right yes. time. Uh, ironically, Americans don't.
2: Yeah, ironically, with the um, with the Soviets, like it's actually very critical to have the right unit in the right place mm. at the right time. Because if you if you don't, you can build it so that it's a bit more like so. Yeah, I would typically yeah. build a balanced force so I present more like an American strategy where I can sort of just reach out and touch different things. Mm. But if you've gone for all SMGs or all this and all that, and your opponent goes, "Cool story," I'm going to stay 18 inches away from you every turn and just shoot back with my rifles yeah. that unit isn't going to get anywhere unless it chooses to run yeah. and then it's going to yeah. get shot point blank and then you don't have a unit anymore
0: um so you've, that- you've got ways to mitigate that with tank riders and body armor and all the other sorts of stuff um but yeah. you, you are right if you if you play if you play the soviet play's weaknesses which are yeah. which can as a net result of the way you build the list as we said on a unit level can be quite glaring hmm. um for a Soviet player, I guess that means uh pair your units is what is is would be Redundancy. kind of the thing that I would say. Yeah. Is that if you've got if you've got I mean tank riders is the obvious one because you've got guys on board who have really short range weapons and a tank is not a quick <laughs> <to destroy laughs> <is> to. Not. <laughs> um that would that would be a pretty typical pairing. Another one would be like covering a Soviet engineer advance with even the inexperienced rifle squad, just give them something yeah. else to shoot yeah. at. So those yeah. So, you know, that squad who wants to shoot at the Armin Engineers goes, oh, I can stand still and I can shoot those inexperienced guys so they stop shooting at me. Or I can stand still shoot at Soviet Engineers, but then they just get a lot closer. So I think, yeah, I I think if you're playing Soviets, pair your units um, to cover each other's weaknesses so you can't get divided Mm. that way.
3: Like a wine
0: and a cheese. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yes, so true. That, that would be an excellent way to think. It. Think of Soviets as cheese, and think of I don't know your opponent's blood as wine. Replace <laughs> <laughs> Soviets. Yeah, <laughs> pair the blood with it. Yeah.
3: No, it's um, I, I think it's a a really well-rounded book, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. and it gives you, it basically gives you access to a something, uh, of everything. So it's a good yeah. starter army because you can be like, I'm going to try this. And then if that doesn't work or you want to try something else, you don't have to build a whole new army. You just add like one or two extra units, you know, until your entire house is filled with all the Soviet options.
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that was, <laughs> yeah. was going to be my immediate campaign because <laughs> if you start Soviets... Um, be bankrolled because yeah. there are so many <laughs> yeah. different... The infantry unit's probably not so bad because um, most people are pretty chill about infantry proxies. But yeah. when it gets to the vehicles, it's like, you have a variable shopping list, my friend. Yeah. And it's not yeah, like... Yeah. It's not like the British vehicles where they're all kind of like slightly different guns on... and, and, and On almost guns. the same frame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The it's servants like are just like, just stamp something else out of metal and just keep yeah. <laughs> doing that until, until so something's different. This didn't quite
2: work. So we're going to try something different and make 10,000 of those. Yeah. And, then we, <laughs> and then we're going to try to... What
3: about still this still don't know shape? if it's going to
2: work. What yeah. about this <laughs> shape? I mean, the, I mean, one of the reasons the T-34 was... Um, was quite effective was because it was the first tank that really did sloping armor well. Um, it wasn't perfect.
0: Uh, that's a common common myth. The T thirty four was not the first one that did sloping armor, and it wasn't the first one that did it well. If you look at if you look at pretty much any of the tank designs, particularly in the interwar period, yeah. most of them had sloping armor. Look at the front armor of a Sherman. It wasn't that the Soviets fought or had figured out sloping armor I and you had to do it. It's just that sloping armor is always a compromise of internal ergonomics and volume to external armor. Yes. And all so of the they other... But all of there. the
2: internals and then just sharpen the angle.
0: Yeah. Correct. All of the <laughs> other nations went, no, we'll slope the front armor, so yeah. Panthers, et cetera, and went, okay, because we know that that's the one that's going to really matter. And we're going to... That one's not too bad because your driver's sitting down anyway, so it's sloped, it's not too bad. But all of the other ones... Like you're sitting in the side of a turret trying to operate a gun like this, and and trying to get to the gunner's sight. A lot of the other nations didn't accept that level of ergonomics and lack of interior space to manipulate yeah. their. cannons. but the
3: Soviets like so. didn't see their soldiers as human anyway, so who cares? <laughs>
0: well, it, it it was it was more so that they needed anything to keep the tank alive. Um, yes, and they could they could they could replace the dudes, uh, and they could replace the tanks, so they yeah. didn't mind so much.
3: Well, um, is there any final closing remarks from anyone? I mean, probably... a Strong the... book. I'm sorry.
1: Definitely a strong book. Yeah. I do like facing Soviets. It really is. It just... It's so hard. It is so hard to face. You have no idea what you're going to be facing. Play the same player over and over again. They've got so many options. It's never going to be what you faced last time. Um, I'm, I think more people should give it a try. Yeah, I'm hoping 2023, red alert across all of <laughs> the, more Soviets. I'd love to see it.
3: Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I, I think the, um, as I was saying before, where the army can be quite forgiving for a, for a person looking to either start on the allied force, but doesn't know exactly what they want, um, yep. or if they're just starting out and they're not, they're like, I don't really know if I want to be super aggressive or if I have a very defensive playstyle. Um, mm. how you play, uh, the Soviets will be able to really build that up for you. So um, typically I play defensive and a counterpunch in, in most of my setups. And so mm. my defenses were always quite strong because of those re-rolls and things just didn't run away. And my opponents were, were just like, I just hit you with like a two-inch mortar and, and wiped out half the squad because you didn't choose to go down. What do you mean they stayed? It um, <laughs> <laughs> was just like, well, I, I rolled and passed the check and so they'd just not go anywhere. It's like, and now... I will actually activate that unit and run them away so your mortar's not ranged in anymore. Um, and I've lost the pin that you put on them and now I'm going to shoot back. Um, and it's, you get a lot of options that otherwise you wouldn't. Um, it, so are they easier than any of the forces that we've looked at so far? Yes. Mm. I kind of I kind of think, think part of that's on the player on how they play. But I do think that because you have so many tools and ways of dealing with things you have a high level of redundancy naturally within the list. Um, And so
0: if if you built it that way, if you built it that way, um, you know, so it
1: does, it does work. Um, I think it's easier. I was also going to say we've been, we've been pushing away from the stereotype of not having them as an inexperienced force, but they seem with the national rules that they have, they're pretty much the best army out there for that. If that's something you want to do.
0: Yeah. I think it's a very close tie with Japanese. Um, yeah. Mm. I would I would I would probably wager that the Japanese do it slightly better but I think it's it's going to be one of those things where yeah. like the difference between like the two is on. going to come down to familiarity with yeah. the sort of the list like w- yeah. when it really comes push comes to shove the difference between the two is going to come down to familiarity with the, with the factions. I think my closing mm-hmm. remark would be we've talked about oh you know if you're not sure what kind of player you are it's like if you are somebody who likes units with specific roles and likes to build that synergy across the list i would very strongly recommend you start with with soviets um, yeah. for the allies maybe maybe germans for for the axis in that yeah, particular definitely.
3: case the um yeah uh, i think going off like the inexperienced point as like my last kind of point on this um i think the point well, not the point but a really good idea for building a soviet list is Uh, Paint in brush strokes So you start broad And you build it mostly inexperienced And then you kind of fill in the details Of being like oh yeah that'll be regular That'll be veteran kind of thing Um, Because even their inexperienced Are going to be really friggin annoying um, To kind of play around Mm. uh, Because you can have so much of it And they're going to stick Most of the time So, yeah, I think they're not suffering from the inexperienced bodies and they can more than make up for it with their veteran choices.
1: Yep, definitely.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Um, Well, on that note, um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I've been Tyler.
1: I think I'm Jacob.
0: (laughs) I've been Gorchin. And I am Daniel.
3: Um, and we are HMG. Uh, hope you enjoyed this review of the book. If you have any comments, uh, suggestions or whatever, uh, chuck it all down below, um, or like us, rate us on whatever you're listening on or watching on. Um, we very much appreciate it. And, um, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of, uh, HMG. See you later.
0: (laughs) See everyone. See everyone.